everybody and welcome to the reality kingdom where we put the real in reality or whatever. Ooh, period. I'm your host, Farrah. We are joined by our wonderful co-host, Lee. How you doing, bitch? I'm doing good. I feel like it's been like forever since we did a stream. It's a new year. It's a new dawn. It's a it's new day. It's a new lot. Oh, oh. And I'm feeling, 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 feeling. All right, y'all. Wait, that's that Chloe meme. It's dead ass. It's dead ass. A new year, and it's a new it motherfucking is. us. And it's a new Ooh. motherfucking segment. Ooh. Honestly, New Year's same me. That's the fuck right. New Year's same Lee. <gasps> that ain't. That's that ain't. You did. Happy New Year, y'all, for real though. Um... Thank you for coming to the Big Brother Rewind Extravaganza, bitch. Because Ooh, this, extravaganza. Is new, this is the new segment where we rewind. Y'all know what the fuck going on. We rewinding. We're going back in timing. So mm-hmm. hop in your motherfucking spaceship. Hop no. in the motherfucking spaceship. What are they called? The oh. rewind ships? Time machine. Time machine. Hop, hop, hop in your time machine. Your hot tub time ready. machine. Because we finna not shake the camera. Ooh. I don't want to do. I don't want to fuck my set. I don't want to fuck my setup up, so I can't do it. And I'm finna come back let younger. Me just, let me just. Yeah, but <laughs> hold on, it's hard, Loki. Okay, yeah. and we're back in time. We are in what year? Two thousand one. Another year, two thousand. Is that a song? Oh, it's the year three thousand. Three thousand. Lighting. Where's my light? Hello. Mm-hmm. Okay, boom. We're hopping <laughs> back to the year 2000, where Big Brother 2 was started back at Origin, bitch. Well, not really. Genesis. But, but Genesis, at least. This is, this is Origin, for real. I mean, we don't we don't know Big Brother 1. She wasn't a thing, for real. Was Big she Brother was. 1 a thing? Chat, was Big Brother 1 a thing? <laughs> that, it was. Raise it your was hand if Big Brother 1 was a thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't so we really <laughs> the origin of big brother i really really love it so this is the thing i didn't get there's old people out there nothing wrong with being old stop we're not being ageist okay <laughs> but there's people who were because alive there are some people who was alive during the actual season i'm not I was, I was alive but was i was i capable of living yeah 2001 don't I tell your like, age now I think we said ages before, have we not? Oh yeah. I, mean, I really don't care. I was like three. <laughs> three. Unable to uh do anything really, actually. I didn't so know I what a big brother know. was. I don't even have a big brother in real life, so I didn't know what a big brother was. Um, none of that. Me oh, two. I was actually two. Interesting. I was three. I um had no idea what was going on at all. So this is really like an experience. Now, I've seen Big Brother 2 before. I've went back and I've rewatched every season of Big Brother and I rewatched Big Brother 2 a few months ago, a while ago, last year, whenever, maybe two years ago. Can't remember. It was a while ago when I actually did it. And it was an experience, but it's a little bit different when you have someone to talk to about it. You're watching it with other people, which is why if you haven't already, joined Mm -hmm. our Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, I mean, hey, make one. If you haven't already joined our Twitter community, 
Mm -hmm. uh, we made a community on Twitter to where people can literally join and talk to each other about the episodes, about what they're watching, et cetera, et cetera. So if you're interested in actually watching the episodes and following along with us as we go through this recap, join our Twitter, our, our, our community. I'll put the link should, in the description yeah. of this motherfucking video. Actually, I'll do it right now. Thank you. Well, yeah, so, a lot. If you if you haven't done it, do it right now. How about that? Thank what you. What else are you doing? If you want the experience, if you want the experience, if you want the experience or whatever, it's also going to be in the actual description. So boom, I would say check that out. That's a good thing to do. But yeah, I didn't start watching or I watched it once and now this is my rewatch. But on the rewatch, I'm finding new things. So it's honestly been a good ass time. How are you liking your rewatch? I'm really, really enjoying it. Like, I mean, we've given a brief history on our Big Brother past, but I started, started Big Brother with BB15. And of course, I watched BB15 up. And I've gone back and seen several of the seasons. I've even started Big Brother 2 before. It's just I was not in a mindset of like really paying attention to it. I wasn't analyzing it in this way. So it really is fun to be older and really have a deeper understanding of what Big Brother is, what Big Brother strategy mm -hmm. is, and applying it to these older seasons. Like it's really fun to see the building blocks of Big Brother come together. Like we're seeing things that like, I mean, it started a pattern that takes place season after season. I don't know. It's, mm -hmm. really it's very interesting. And we're going to get into it because you're right. Like, it, it's like almost every, and I was saying this as a joke. And then when I, I actually started watching, I really felt it. Almost every trope of Big Brother, you can kind of see an origin in just this season. Like, mm -hmm. everybody hates the hates this person. They're running the house. Everyone hates the pretty young girl. Like, um, like everything, like, you're going to be a floater. Like, every type of... There's a sexy white man. It just, it's just here. It's like, there's origins here for real, for real, about a lot of the history of Big Brother really, really came from this season. So it's a very interesting watch. It really, really is. Mm -hmm. Get into it, bitch. No, and right. definitely, if you want to tune in, of course, if you got that Paradox subscription, get into it. But also, old seasons of Big Brother are very easy to find, literally on YouTube. If you YouTube Big Brother 2, you'll find the episodes. Now, do you have to? No, because you can just watch us, of course, and we're going to give you all the take. Period. And that's just that. So those are your options. Watch us or watch it yourself. I don't know, but hey, we're here and we watch uh, it. Week one. No, I'm BB glad 15. I didn't. So BB15 turned me off. Girl, they was coming for you because you always, every time you say you started BB15, it's like, ooh. It's like, how did I come back? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I really, like, I it's know bad. Big Brother had a, ch a chokehold on me because I started with BB15 and still came back. I don't mm -hmm. know how. I think mainly it's because I became friends with Pharaoh, but in general, oh. mm mm. Mm -mm. I don't know how yeah. I did either. I also didn't have access to feed. So while I was aware of how Candace was mistreated, I didn't really have the full depth of it yeah. to we were really, really immerse myself in it. And I think that's a big transition, bitch. I think there's a big difference between newer seasons and these older seasons. Like if you're watching Big Brother 2, someone said in the community, it was like, it literally feels like watching unedited live feeds. And because like the way it's presented is so chill it's so relaxed like it's not a bunch of like quirky sounds and background music not any forced diary rooms just like i don't know i just love that it felt like what the core of a reality show is and mm -hmm. i mean that is a bigger conversation on how reality has just gone down the drain 
since like early 2000s, mid 2000s, yeah. but it was just so much more real. And I do feel like a show like Big Brother, where you force these people in a game for isolated for up to a hundred days, like in this last season, you can get that raw, authentic, no personalities that a lot right. of these other shows can't get because it's so edited and chopped up. However, Big Brother still chooses to show us the chopped up and edited version and like to throw in mm-hmm. these. It's just a lot. Like they they really water down their own content when it could be like Big Brother has the potential of being like the best reality TV show out there. And they, I feel like, really set themselves back a lot. They choose. It feels like it's it's weird because. I've said it on these newer seasons. The origin of Big Brother is about the relationships that get made. It's about how how Kit and Monkey have this real-ass conversation. There were real-ass conversations on BB25 that were not shown on the actual show. When Izzy was calling out Jared for his misogyny. It's like stuff like that was stuff that was literally shown on the Ooh, episode. And that didn't even back, get shown on BB25. Back in the, and it didn't get shown on the episodes. They don't show those things unless they're trying to force a narrative, which, I mean, it's it's sometimes good to, to force a narrative of, you know, inclusion and diversity. So that's fine, but it's also, there's other ways you can show it to where it's actually real rather than just feeling like, oh, you're just putting this in here to meet your quota of diversity this season and make sure that it's getting talked about rather than actually showing the real shit. When they have those real ass conversations like that, which can affect the game, he left that conversation wanting to target Izzy for no fucking reason. So it's like, not only is it actually a real world like situation, it also affects the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see it this season early on with Bunky and Kent, like them showing Kent be ignorant it's okay to show people be ignorant. It really is. It's okay. If people gonna show their ass on TV, show their ass on TV. Yeah. Thank you. I so mean, I just feel like they enjoyed that. They definitely started leaning more into I just think the gimmicks of it all. Like they wanted to show us the competitions. They wanted to cast people who are, I guess, conventionally attractive. You're not seeing you're seeing nothing but influencers and models. You know what I mean? You're not really seeing too many regular everyday people like they just wanted to lean more into that kind of presentation rather than showing real life you know like Mm -hmm. the origin of big brother is to get these people from different walks of life and different backgrounds and and different personality types and put them in a game together under one roof isolated for however many days and see what happens and now everything is so forced and edited like and i and i wonder if bb15 actually has a lot to do with that because instead of just you know, using it as a teachable moment, they kind of just put up the <laughs> CBS is not attached to this. We do not yeah. know these people. We just casted them. We do not agree with what they're saying. <laughs> a little warning label, and then kind of just shied away from it. Or like even in Big Brother Twenty Four with the Kyle situation, how they shut down the feeds when they were having most of those meetings and conversations with Kyle, <laughs> and then the edited version, like. It just wasn't real. It wasn't authentic. We missed several conversations. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, like you said, if you're showing your ass on reality TV, I don't think there's anything wrong with anything wrong with putting that out there. You know what I mean? What Kyle or what Aaron or whatever these ignorant house guests are doing, it needs to be broadcasted. And I think a Mm -hmm. conversation needs to be held. Because, like, for example, in the... um, Bunky and Kent situation that we're going to get into a little bit. 
Of course, if you don't know, Kent is racist. Not racist. He probably that too. But he is. (laughs) (laughs) He is homophobic, which is such a gag because, like, you know, Bunky speaks a lot about being eligible. And I'm just thinking, like, oh, at first, I'm not going to lie. When I first heard him speaking, I was like, girl, Bunky, you're doing a lot. But then I was like, oh, wait. This is 2001. Mm-hmm. Y'all, like, we have really came a lot with acceptance and diversity and inclusion. Like, it is taboo to be mm-hmm. LGBT. Like, it, 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 like, it probably doesn't know too many open gay people around him or on television and things like that. And now we have mm-hmm. that everywhere. So it's like, it's, it's really, it's really just interesting to see. But they were having a conversation, and that conversation was broadcasted, and we got to saw mm-hmm. the two sides of it. And I feel like maybe they don't know what to do because it wasn't like Aaron was, you know, willing to have a conversation about her racism. She was just being racist, racist. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe production should have stepped in and forced yeah. them to talk. Okay, well, this is you should not be doing this. You know, just to really. Just just air it out, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like what creates the tension and creates the issue with CBS production as a whole is when they try to hide it and they try to, like, cut the feeds and do these weird yeah. little things. And I feel like Kyle, specifically the Kyle situation, that was such a – it was a conversation. Like, Kyle thought how he thought when he mm-hmm. approached Monty and Taylor and Terrence with it. We know from feeds there were several conversations that – happened that helped him understand what he was doing was wrong and mm-hmm. they showed it here and there but not to the extent i feel like they could have or just should have in general like mm-hmm. at the end of the day there clearly isn't enough people on production who is willing to tell that story or knows how to accurately tell that story because it's more so like okay we gotta put this out there because kyle literally went home that week because of it so we have mm-hmm. to present it but you can tell they don't know what they're doing yeah, it's interesting because, like how you said, there's ways that they can show it. I uh, with the Aaron thing, I immediately thought one. Um, I remember on Survivor Island of the Idols, I want to say, where there was like a sexual misconduct situation. Ooh, that was crazy. getting assaulted. The way they did it there, which I kind of liked a little bit, was they had a diary room with the victim, and we heard the producer speaking to her about yes. it to make sure that we know the producers care. They could easily, in Big Brother, call Kyle to the diary room and be like, okay, Kyle. And we can hear their voice asking him, do you know what you, why you did what was wrong with the whoop? Or that's one example of something that they could do, I feel, with Aaron. With Aaron, you could have shown Aaron in the diary room being reprimanded. Hear us hearing Big Brother talk to her or the producer talk to her about what she was doing in the diary room. That would have been such a like, such a um, refreshing kind of like, diary room segment if we saw y'all telling her that shit was wrong and her understanding that she doesn't need to do it this is strike one whatever same with kyle same with um lou every every situation we we should be able to hear that production is stepping up but even if we don't in big brother 2 we saw with justin justin repeated we didn't hear them tell him but we heard his repeat of the rules he said i understand i don't need to be doing this i understand i can't um, sexually put myself on people. That diary room let us know that they talked to him. We didn't even have to hear their voice. If there was a diary room of Aaron saying, I know that racial um, misconduct and racism is wrong, we would know. Y'all spoke with her. We would all feel so much better about the situation. It seems like y'all try to hide it. And that shit is weird. It's proven. We know that 
in BB25, I think Jared said it, that he got reprimanded from production for saying the R words. We should have saw that on the show. We should have saw them tell him that he does not need to be saying that. Does he? We never even saw. We never even saw anything with the Luke scenario. We didn't see any of that fallout at all. And it's like Luke expressed that he got spoken to. Justin got a whole one-on-one interview with Julie about the shit he was doing. I would love that if it's more like like I I everyone knows (laughs) the Aaron exit when Julie is like, did you say these things? I don't recall saying any of that, <laughs> but I think it would have been way just much more better if it was in a scenario like that, where like it's outside of the live. So we're really dissecting what you're saying and going through the comments and un- you know what I mean. Instead of like this little quick fifteen minute, okay, get you off the stage, get you off the stage, because she's not learning anything. America's not learning much. It's like just get it out of the way. So I don't know. I don't know, but. We're watching Big Brother 2, and in Big Brother 2, they was doing the shits. So we can get into it. Let's get into mm-hmm. it. Get into it. So we start off this season. Julie shows us the house. First of all, I do want to talk about how the Julie house is body so is tea. Her the bob house. is tea. Her <laughs> face is tea. Wait. I love the romper. Was it a romper she had on? It was a purple either suit. It's on a screen grab, the thumbnail. It's <laughs> on the screen grab, Yana. She looked good. I'm sorry. She looks good. Oh, Julie looks real good. But she showed us the house. New Julie house. don't look good? What? New Julie don't look good? Julie Chen looked great. I don't know what Julie Chen Moonbat is up to. <laughs> <laughs> so she stopped looking good on around nah, episode Julie 20. always looked good. She, she always looked good. She stopped she looking good, good around season 20 jury when Brent went home. <laughs> when Brent went home. Brent. But, uh... <laughs> But yes, y'all, they showed the house, and I really love the house. The house gives cozy. It gives re- oh. it gives a real house more than any other. It does. House. It really does. The rooms look like real rooms. The living room looks real. The living room has a couch with the back facing, like the back is to the to the uh, to the camera. So what's it called? The screen, and they never have a, a couch with the back to the screen. But it's like a real. It looks room. homely. I I really like just how homey it looks. Lived in. It looks comforting. Like you can tell. And new BB, it's like a set. And I'm not really too mad about that. I mean, I always enjoy, like, the house reveal. So that's not something I'm, like, too upset about. I don't think the house not looking homely has anything to do with how Big Brother has declined over the years. But Mm -hmm. just in general, I I, I love seeing just that design of it. It's way more relaxed. Like, of course, they didn't have, like, some producer creating the multiverse twist and splitting the house into different rooms you know, stuff like that but it was still just it was cute it was very cute it was very very cute um shannon did <laughs> shannon did lie and say it looked better than million dollar homes like, I don't okay know girl they, paid her. they probably paid her some money to they do. definitely told her to say that because or she just was like oh they're gonna like this i don't know what million dollar homes used to look like though like and that's the thing she gagged me because i don't think i've ever been inside a million dollar home I used to watch home videos, like literally videos of houses, but mm-hmm. I'm in 2024. So I know a million dollar home probably looks fucking extravagant versus a million dollar home back in. And she's in LA. Maybe she was in LA. You know, LA, they charge anything over there. Everything over there, actually. So maybe, maybe she didn't lie. She definitely lied. But please. <laughs> Anyways, so everybody comes into the house and we get Nicole 
saying, all right, y'all, I think we should all just go in the living room. Let's go in the living room. Let's, make it, let's go in the room and get to know each other. And it's like, did she create this? Like, I'm really curious. Did production tell her to gather everyone in the living room the way she did? Because it is the... It's the opening moment where all of the house guests are sitting around the couch, drinking the champagne, introducing themselves. We get that every single season. Did Nicole burn? It's Nicole a game changer. I don't know. I mean, it's just like, it's iconic. When you watch it, it seems like she just thought of it. It seems like she just thought of it and she said it out of a whim. They were like in the the kitchen talking. She was pouring up a glass and she was like, you know what, we need to just all come in here. And honestly, it's like a natural human thing. I feel like anyone would naturally do that anyways on the yeah. first time it happened. So I feel like in that season, I feel like Nicole just thought of it. That's a bad bitch. I, I do mm-hmm. believe that, that that's what's happening. So it was cute. So they all go in the living room and we learned a few facts. Mm-hmm. One of the facts we learned is that Nicole was recently married two months ago. Um, She's coming to the house newlywed. Now, put a pin in that. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be later in the season. We'll see that that is um, something that occurs. That that matters. We also see that Bunky has a diary, and basically he wants to be DL, y'all. <laughs> Not DL. Bunky wants to be DL. Bunky had a diary, and he's like, and he's whispering in the diary like they can hear him. But I think that's just how he talks. But he's like, he's like, he's like, he's laying back because that was real chill back in the day. That was so. Yeah. I- this I love the off. old school diary rooms. Like, if, if I could take one thing from old school BB and apply to new school, it would be the diary rooms. Just let them bitches go in the room and talk. Because you could tell that's what they did. It's like, it was like a diary. They came in, set their feelings, left, and the people edited it onto the show. Literally. I love that so much more. And it, it seemed like, you know how it kind of seems like it's a question being answered in the new season? Yeah. It seems like they're just talking in the literally. Like, Monkey, uh, Monkey literally, he's like, he's like, and he's like kind of thinking to himself, he's like, I don't want people to know that I'm gay because I feel like that if everyone knows that I might get a target on my back, so I'm going to just pretend that I'm just doing what I need to do and that I'm not going to say that have a wife or a husband. I'm just my partner or my my. I'm married, and I'm not gonna. Say, and it's like he's just talking. He's just talking to himself, and it's like or talking to us. And it's like that's just so much more rather than rather than. I'm not gonna tell any of the house guests that I am married to a boy. I'm gonna make sure that I'm keeping that under wraps because if I don't, I might be targeted very soon. Boom. Cut. Oh, you ate that girl. You ate that. You go to the diet room. Exactly what they need. You give us a little more energy. I could do it. But no, it's like I would rather I would rather just go up in there and be like, I ain't telling none of them bitches I'm gay. Period. That's that's all I want to say. But they got them saying just a script. Okay, but anyways, he's chill. He said he tells us that he doesn't want them to know he's gay. And honestly, what did you think about this leak? What he said? Yeah, like I mentioned a little bit earlier. I was just like, girl. But then I was like, oh, I had to realize, girl, no, this is literally 2001. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was... is actually something that people, like, I, people are already acting crazy about it now. And it's 2024. Yeah. Yep. So I can yeah. imagine how in 2001, yeah. it was, you, you could be a little bit scared about it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because at this moment, I was kind of like, hmm, what people care? But. That's just me being in the... Tw- it's not even like me being ignorant. I know people cared at that time, but in 2024, it's just... 
I would, it's not even something that I would even think of. And I don't think any of these recent house guests that are gay, th that didn't even cross their mind. You know, it's not even something that crosses your mind anymore. Everyone knows there's gay people and gay people know that they're gay and they're just going to be gay. It's like he Ooh. had a whole husband and he was still hiding it. And it's like, wow, you're married. Like, he's not afraid of being gay. He was yeah, afraid of the response. And it's like, oh, that's scary. And that's the thing. It's like, I, I assume that too. Like, is people going to care as much as he's saying? Because like I said, I just wasn't thinking about the times and being 2001. And you mm -hmm. literally have scenes of the niggas caring for real. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is really a topic of conversation. Because you're right. Mm -hmm. It's interesting what you're saying. Because I know next season on uh, BB3, Marcellus, you know, he kind of has the same... Um, uh, struggles and deal he deals with within the game and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's brought up in the earlier weeks. But yes. as it progresses, I don't think that is brought up too much. Like, I don't think Will and BB5 mentioned it. Yeah, it, it stops getting um but but definitely like, didn't. it stops getting um brought up, but there's still phrases and 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 comments that are made. There's a lot of ignorant comments in these mm -hmm. early seasons of Big Brother. It isn't until you get to, and honestly, that's a lie too, because I was going to say when you get later on, but BB15, we know how that was. That's when the racism starts. That, it starts <laughs> they left homophobia and, and, and went into racism. <laughs> and that really doesn't stop until BB23. I fear, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of- Did it? Because then BB24 happened. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> it pauses for one season. And then BB24 happened. But yeah, there's always a lot of comments. But back in the day, it was very ignorant. And it was like accepted ignorance. It was, you can say the R word and no one gives a fuck. That's how it was back then. Like, it's not even, Kent walking around being homophobic, no one is calling him out on it. They're like, oh, he's just a homophobic person. Like, it's normal. Ah, that was scary. Oh, but see, anyway. I didn't even know someone said Will talked about it as well. So so I can't wait till we do the BB5 everyone then. Because I didn't, I didn't know Will mentioned that. I can't, I didn't remember it. Me neither. But that's really unfortunate because yeah. you know, I mean, it's just sad that there has to be such a um, thing to worry about going into that game. You know, especially mm -hmm. because you know they only cast in one. They're still only cast in one. Yep. Dang. So, so that, there still needs to be some progression, but we're here. So well, not one. Very but. So like they have, well, even casting like some um, some lesbian women, some bisexual women, that's true. like that. That's true, that's but we'll true. never like the day we get two fem gays on Big Brother, I will literally gag. Honestly, or like I've just two, or just two gays, male or women, that are eligible to be in a, in a showman. It's like you will get, yeah. they, I would get like, one that's married and old, if anything, or it's just because because technically in BB twenty four. Well, Turner was in a relationship, but Turner was bisexual and Michael was married and he was a little older. So it's like you got two people who were LGBT, but it was like no real connection that they could have. Really. Mm -hmm. And it's like, OK. Um, but anyways, we get to the first competition, which is a food competition. And this is where they're all outside. They go outside and they unreveal a car. And it's like a Ford. I don't know what kind of car it is, but they're it's trying to tell it's a what? They're trying to promo. They're trying to this date. This is the car commercial. But anyways, the goal is to fit all of the as much food as you can into the car, mm -hmm. and all of your bodies have to be in the car. So it's twelve of them, a bunch of bags of food, all got to get stuffed into the car, and they have to stay in it for I want to say a minute, uh, sixty seconds, yeah. however many. 
And if they're able to do that, then they get food for the week. They well, it's whoever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first part. That's the first, the first part. part. Um, if you don't know about these old seasons, y'all, you they got food. some food competitions. Luxury. I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I hate to say it. I'm really not a fan of the food and luxury comps. Like, they're cute for the summertime. They are. Mm-hmm. But I could do without it because I really do love these these re these rewatches. But when we yeah. get to like the luxury and food, it gets a little like, oh, okay, we can skip through this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no shade. I will say I like I like the I do like I can take one or so or two. I can take a few. I feel like it's something that they could do pre pre jury and then stop doing during jury. And let me tell you why. Because there's times where it can cause drama that I really like. I'm thinking of BB10 when Libra and Jerry got in an argument about <laughs> you said all the even it out. We should even it out. And if you have a good cast and you have the actual food comp be, but that's the thing, you have to make them do social things with the food comp. You y'all gotta pair up, decide who you're pairing up with. Or decide who the teams are because when you do that, then it causes some turmoil. Like yeah. what happened with Libra, where she said, "Y'all need to even it." I'm just saying, we need to even it out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do like stuff like that if it can cause drama and if it can actually be relevant. Because there are times where, or even if they made it, if they had food comps in BB26, for example, you need to make it to where we're taking food from other people to make it more intense. Like. Okay, Philip. If you want to eat, you have to take something from one of these three people. Which one you taking from? They can't eat no more. So now I have to make kind of when um they they make people choose to have knots when they made yeah. the whole choose Janelle as they have knots. Like doing that forces social interaction, and that's what Big Brother is all about. Nobody gives a fuck about them eating. We don't care. We're eating, <laughs> so we don't care if they're eating. So yeah, I feel like that's what they should do. So boom, they do the first challenge. They all make it in. They they last. They, they eat that up. Congratulations. And then Julie or whoever says, hold on now. Don't get out the car because the last person staying in the car will win the car. So Period. it's an endurance comp. I like this part. I actually kind of like this. Now, this is fun, especially because like this is kind of what you're saying. It, it gives that social aspect because as people are leaving, you're kind of like, okay, well, they're socializing. They're getting to know each other. Do I want to get out and do I want to talk with them? Um, mm. are you sitting in the car or you would you would you win this car now? Um oh we're gonna get more into it, but me knowing Big Brother as of 25 seasons, I would get out of the car. But honestly, if I was on BB2 and this show has never happened, I think I would I would initially be like, let me stay in this car. Like, brand I, want new car. Car. I want the car. I want the car. It wasn't until, and that's the thing, a lot of they were staying in until Nicole said. Nicole piped up and she said, honestly, y'all, whoever gets this car, we might as well just evict them first. <laughs> and it's like, girl, Nicole, now who said that? Who said that? And my well, no. And she was like, evict them. We should just vote them out. And it's like, no one agreed. But when she said that, people started leaving the car because they was like, hold on. Then she's going to, like, that's an idea that might float around and you don't want that to happen. So everyone started leaving the car until it was Cheryl, Autumn, and Kent left in the motherfucking car. Boom. And Autumn, Autumn, she was begging down for this car. She said, girl, yeah. I ain't got no car. I ain't got no man. I ain't got no... I need a car. Because mm-hmm. Kent was saying this whole story about how he's going to win this car for his wife and you know yep. she wants me to bring something home. And everyone is like, yeah. I mean, well, Autumn 
is literally saying she's broken. She needs a car. Are you? They gonna... were literally trying to advocate for Monica and Justin went over to Kent and was like, Kent, you're not going to get this girl this car, basically. They're like, you're not going to get her this car for real? Like, she needs the car. Even Autumn, she was like, well, I don't have a wife. Because he kept saying his wife wants cars. Wife wants a car. I don't even know. No, I'm going to win me a car. Um, I don't know. Kent didn't feel bad because what, what he didn't give a damn. <laughs> what ends up happening is Kent is like, I mean, they all socializing without us. And Autumn ends up getting out of the car like, I do need to go socialize. So she goes and she loses and Kent ends up getting the car. And Kent has a diary room. He's like, I don't feel bad at all. If she really wanted the car, she would stay in and get the car. Well, but I don't man. know. Like, I kind of, how do you feel? Because for me, I kind of feel like if I was Kent, I would have given her the car. But I see why he wouldn't care. But I'm just like, I would have gave her the car. I kind of felt bad, basically. I kind of felt bad. I yeah, like, I felt bad too, but shit, it was 2001. I can't feel bad anymore. <laughs> that's, that's all true. of it's good. If this was live, that car probably in some ditch somewhere. I would have made a kid hate uh a kid hate uh Twitter. Because I know you did. Oh, I would be live tweeting. Kid, you bitch, give on a black woman. You didn't get out the car for a black woman. I'm I'm pretty sure Monica and Autumn are the only POC women on this people on this cast. Okay, I mean Autumn. Oh, yeah. She's camera covered, so I don't think that you know she mixed with something. She's something. I'm gonna just say black. So boom, after this, <laughs> they all start socializing a bit and they start playing spinning the bottle or whatever. Spin the bottle, truth or dare? Yeah, spin the bottle, truth yeah. or dare. And Kent sitting out. Kent don't want to participate. It's too sexual in nature. He's just so dramatic for me. <laughs> Niggas go play. Like what the and fuck? It, and it, and honestly. This is this this is where I was like, okay, Bunky girl, you pushing it? Because he was like, he was like, I'm scared to play the game because you know, I'm gay and I just don't want anything coming out. Like, it's hard <laughs> to keep the charade going. I, I'm saying wife oh, instead of husband. I'm just like, Bunky, baby, do, does anyone care? And in the next scene, they do because Kit is is talking to Bunky. He wants like, oh, randomly, mind you, and he's like, he's like, you know, I ain't okay. Uh, you know, with the different lifestyle, I just feel like everybody is is starting to be cool with this different lifestyle. But I don't want that pushed in my face. I don't need that all over. It's over like, me. why is the same arguments? My monkey didn't ask. Literally, you just walking up to people, telling the people you don't like it. And this is the issue with the homophobes. Homophobes be so worried about other people. He's scared. Somebody said in the chat earlier, they was like, the way Kent was running around looking for the gay person. Where's the guy gone? <laughs> what do you want to know for so bad? What do you want to know? Um, so that's Kent. Um, but I Kent, love that he's literally using an argument that's still used this day. Like people are still saying that. It's like if y'all was saying in 2001 and y'all saying in 2024, y'all probably oh, saying yeah, in 1994. When are you going to get over it? Because at this point, it's always been in your face. Never. So get over it. It, it, the thing is, it was if he's saying that in 2001, when I know for a fact that was not a lot of LGBT representation, then he probably, if he's alive today, he is probably disgusted. All right. <laughs> oh, he did. Yes. Oh well. He he he's looking up above. You know what? He looking up above, disgusted as hell. <laughs> But this is the thing. He probably still is disgusted. But him and Bunky were friends. And this is the, this is what's interesting. I don't think Kent is no longer homophobic because apparently he said stuff after the season that was still homophobic. But he was friends with Bunky. 
And this is what is interesting because we even see later in this episode. Lori? Potentially. Hmm. Potentially. We've seen even later, later in this like Lori. Episode, or later this week, Kent and Bunky, you know, they have a conversation and Kent doesn't have a problem with Bunky. But my thing is, it's weird because he was still being homophobic after the season, but he's friends with Bunky. There's pictures of him and Bunky years later still hanging out. So it's like, you have a gay friend. That's why when they say I got a black friend, it means nothing. You have a gay friend. Yeah, it's, 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 that's what a lot of people can do though, because that's the thing. They're like, they're like trying to claim, oh, it's the agenda, it's the narrative. And every time they meet, uh, most people when they meet an actual gay person, or if a racist meets an actual black person or POC, that same energy is not kept. You know, they are mm -hmm. able to kind of be cordial and create their relationship while still hating basically the person that they are. Which is mm -hmm. honestly just the fact that you can do that in your head makes zero sense at all. But, but they do I mean, it. They're they gonna make it. it. They make it make sense. I will give them that. Well, no, I won't. So <laughs> <laughs> this is when we start getting some strategy because Kent is approaching some of the guys. He first approaches Justin and he says, "Look, Justin, I like you. I like Bunky because he doesn't think he doesn't think Bunky's gay." Um. And he likes Will and Mike. And he's basically telling Justin, I mean, those are some people that we can try to make a four or a five with. So he's trying to make an alliance with Justin, Bunky, Mike, and Will potentially. The first ever potential it. bros alliance, girl. He is not no bro. Why was the girls trying to make a bro oh. alliance day one of Big Brother 2? God damn. Can we never escape Big Brother uh, boy alliances? Never. That's what I don't understand. Like... People be so scared about girl alliances and men link up with each other every single of, fucking yeah, no Just randomly. And you know what I will say? I do like that Kent is playing this game because he's already playing hard. He got that car. He's starting to make an alliance. And I do that like that. True. It was surprising. It was like a surprising strategy conversation. I did not think I would have, I would see this early. So it was nice to see it. He's trying. It's just, what trying is that, that like? Hard. It, we've talked about this off the phone a lot. It's just that idea of having to play on the level that the people are around you. Like, you can't come into BB2 with BB14 type strategy because yeah. the players around you are not on that level. You can no, you no, be no. a good player, but you can't be too far ahead of the people you're around because then you're going to become threatening. They're not going to understand it. Like, he was trying to get this alliance together, but because the meta of Big Brother hasn't been established yet, the idea isn't to get in the house and get in the alliance the first day. They mm. were not down for it. Like Justin yeah. was like, "I mean, yeah, sure, whatever." Da, 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 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. like aren't playing in that manner right now. Exactly. It's more about it's this season, and you said it. You said it off the uh, podcast. It's about social maneuvering mm -hmm. more than strategy just yet. Right now, you just need to make friends with people. Truly, and make sure your friends are on the same accord. These exactly. niggas gotta go, and we see that somebody judged that very, very good. Um, and that's why she deserves to win the season. But hey, we don't think Mother so, Nicole. Mother Nicole. So that's what Kent's doing over there. And then we see um, Autumn and Hardy. They share a room. Autumn sleeps next to Hardy. Well, sleeps in the bed next to Hardy, and Hardy's over there. So um, we see that Autumn is. Oh. Trying to cuddle up with him, I <sighs> guess. And if y'all have not seen Hardy, like a, that man, that's a fine man. 
That is a gorgeous man. And it's like 90s, like old school fine. Like, man not looking like that no more. Especially white man. Mm. Like, he looks good. So you don't blame him. He's, day, so he's aging him. like fine wine, baby. But so you, don't, you don't blame Autumn. I don't blame Autumn in the slightest, bitch. Bitch, it would be me too. It would be me too. No, but honestly, him. what I've realized is Hardy fine as hell. But he a little sassy, ain't he? In he what way? Sassy meaning? Because Autumn, obviously, no, I don't think he's giving this. I just think he's oh, okay, just he's a, he's a oh. sassy man. Like he's gonna, he he will argue with somebody. Like you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. she's trying to kind of like you know talk, kind of flirt, and he's like, she's needy. He's calling her childish. He's saying she don't love herself. I'm like, well, damn. Can a girl live? Can a girl get some dick on TV? Like, live her alone. Like, you never look at he know the thing is, he know what he looks like. So why are you shocked? Don't it's, be gagged. It's, it's I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted because don't come for my bitch please. But also when I saw it, I was like, ooh, he not even talking to you. Because Autumn was basically trying. Was trying to talk to him, and she was basically like, "I mean, do you want to? Um, what would you talk about? Like, would you talk about? I think he's like, what sex? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, mm, no, not sex. She's like, you don't want to do anything bad. You don't want to be a bad boy. And he's like, Mm-mm. and he's like, not even replying. He just saying noises. And it's like, ooh, Autumn. It's like secondhand embarrassment. My thing is, Autumn. I would have been and I would do it too. I would have hopped in that bed and laid there. I, what are we talking about? <laughs> He was laying her, he was laying her layer. It was all the talking he was getting annoyed with. I was just cuddling up in the bed. Nothing's wrong with Autumn trying to get with him. You gotta assess who you're trying to get with. Like me being a little me being 25, I've done I've done learned the game. Some people don't want all of that. Some people don't want you to apply pressure. People want you to act, you know, nonchalant. You don't really care. That's what Hardy wants. Hardy wants a bitch who gonna just act like they don't see him. He wanna be like, oh, he wanna check. <laughs> He want to chase. Hardy want to do the chasing, and Autumn was chasing him, and he don't like that. He wants to be the one to look for and see. So you got to be somebody who just, mm, I just don't give a fuck. And mm. so Autumn, yeah. that's your advice. Next time you link up with Hardy, well, y'all old now, but you. <laughs> if she was, but like I just feel like not loving really herself mean? is crazy. Like what the hell? No, that was crazy. He called her needy. He called her a lot of shit. So hey, I can be needy. Feel bad for feel bad for her, but hey, hopefully she gets it together. We'll see. We are the future, but we're in the past. We're in the past. So boom, this is when we get the HOH comp being explained and announced. First of all, the HOH is a new concept, bitch. Julie is announcing it to us. There's a new thing called the head of household, and there's going to be a whole room for them, and they're going to be off to the side, and they're going to have an extreme power. I wonder what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it is. But yeah, boom. They explain it. Then we get the actual competition. And this competition, this was a cute competition. It's called Wheel of First Impressions. So there's a wheel and there's a way. You spin the wheel and it's going to land on two 
impressions. So it could say most stinkiest and finest. So you have to choose the person that each of those apply to. So finest, hardy, most stinkiest, apparently it's autumn. So you would choose hardy and autumn and then the house is gonna vote on which one of them they prefer to be HOH. And whoever gets the most votes stays in the game. The other person spins the wheel and then they're out of the game. I Very feel like people. every first HOH should have a social component like this or I like agree. the vote in BB10. Or like yeah. the competition that they did for Camp Counselor BB21, that uh, that yeah. Mickey Man one. If that yeah. was just an HOH instead of that, it would be perfect. Like the first competition I feel like should be something like this. Like I just yeah. go back to your roots. Please go back Please to your roots. Back. This is the first ever HOH competition. In Big Brother history. It was amazing. I really like it. It's a social competition, but it's not something that can be strategized socially. It can't just be like, Oh, we're all going to we're all going to um, make sure our friend gets it because you don't really have friends. It's only day two, three. It, it's going to happen on day one in Real Big Brother, which is even better. But on this one, it was like day two, three. But still, it's like them not knowing each other or them only having like the day to get to know each other, and then the HOH is the next day. Or even BB twenty five on BB twenty five, Riley didn't win HOH till day two. So there was a whole day and then a whole nother day. And then she won it that evening. That is enough time, I feel, to create like a slight socialness, but not so much to where it's OP if the comp is a social comp, especially if it's one where you're eliminating one by one like this. It's two people at a time. You can't just vote Riley. You have to either vote Riley or the other person. And then more people vote the other person. They stay in and she's out. So it's like that would be very interesting, I feel. So I liked this competition a lot. It also showed like kind of like social opinions, like people giving Autumn negative things. It's like, okay, maybe they don't like you that much. Mm -hmm. What's um, also shocking is Mike Boogie lasts until the end. Like Mike Boogie wins this competition. Like it came down to Cheryl and Mike. Everyone loves Cheryl because her body is tea. Uh, but I was shocked that, like, I mean, at this moment, it seems like everyone kind of likes Mike because, we you know, when he's choosing, he's voted for and things like that. So that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. It was. So it comes down to Mike and Cheryl. And I was thinking, I was thinking in this situation, I was surprised that Cheryl didn't win because I thought of BB10. And on BB10, the oldest person kind of got the first best impression. Jerry just won because he was old. People trusted him. So honestly, Mike winning in this situation, it was kind of like an interesting outcome because he actually is going to want to do something with this. He's going to want to make some type of move or something. And that was very interesting, but we'll see how it plays out for him. Yeah. So Mike wins the HOH. Yeah, he. I feel like it's just like he had the more enthusiastic speech because I remember like it was like you both have to like clear your case, and Cheryl was just like, I mean, <laughs> you know, and he kind of gave his little rap, which I am so over Mike Book. You don't like the rapping? I don't like the rapping. I don't like the style. Was this like a two thousand one white boy thing to to want to be a rapper and have the spiky hair? Is that Eminem? Is that Eminem? Eminem? He want to be Eight Mile so bad. But that's what it's given. Yeah. And, like, it's just not cute. It's not cute on Mike either because, like, I remember thinking in BB7 and 14 that he looked old. And he looks the same he age now. And it's like, so he just looks like an old wannabe trying to look 19. Mm -hmm. and he looks 40. And I'm like, if really? he looked 40 in BB2, how old was he really by BB14? Lee, you need to vote for him if you want to have a party. I would have voted sure. I'm that. here with my nigga. His name is Harvey. 
He ate that up. Oh, well, you get loud, but yeah, I can't. <laughs> you out. <laughs> but no, boom. He, Mike is the HOH. He's going to be the one with the power. And we see Kent, who is a strategic mastermind, clearly. He's not. But Kent starts to want to strategize already. So Kent not pulls Mike strategic mastermind, please. Girl. But he's doing some shit. He's moving some shit. Kent wants to approach Mike, or he approaches Mike, and he basically lies from what we know and says the girls are working together. Never heard that. But I think he's just assuming the girls are hanging around each other a little bit. I think, well, the thing is, he's trying to form a God alliance. So mm-hmm. I really feel like it's giving, he just, you know, you project, oh, look, someone said in sync. Oh my God, it is giving one to be Justin Timberlake. That's what it is. That was, that was, oh my God. But is that just the look? He I think the like look is like a broke down Justin Timberlake. He From really 2000. knew. A 2001 Justin Timberlake. He was 31. Too old for all Looking of that. 41. And the backwards cap and oversized jersey. It was too much going on. The backwards cap is beautiful. Mike, is, Mike gives a lot. I see why he was an all star. Polarizing, I'll say. I guess. So, Kent approaches <laughs> Mike claiming the girls are working together and he wants to get the boys together still. Um, but Mike basically says no, nigga. He doesn't. But he kind of says no in a nicer way. He's like, well, you know, I'm a, I'll think about that and we'll mm-hmm. see. But it doesn't seem like he's interested. He's turning down alliances, Lee. Yeah. Uh-uh. And then he has a diary room. He's like, I don't want an alliance with that man. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But it's like, it's so interesting because the meta of New School BB, you don't say no to an alliance. Like, at all. A person comes mm-hmm. to you and say, we're a problem too. And you want to be like, mm-hmm. yeah. And you so, like, but everyone, we keep seeing, like, Kent. He, he goes in these conversations very strategic and everyone is just like, yeah, because I feel like for the most part, everyone is socializing. It's mm-hmm. not about forming this group and going after these people and making sure well, just yet, it gets to that, even in this season. <laughs> but like, it's not so gun-ho. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. what Kent is doing would eat in like a BB new era, like the 20s to 15, you know what I mean? Because that's what everyone does. They go in the house and get in the group. But mm-hmm. Mike is a feeling that, especially as the first HOH. Yeah. The first HOH, especially to be a successful HOH in the new era, we consider is someone building an alliance that they're in the center of and continuing through the game. It's what we see every first HOH attempt to do. Now, mm-hmm. the last three in the new era <laughs> failed miserably. Well, but that's what you're supposed to attempting sometimes. That's thing they're at least attempting. Mike is like, I mean... Hey, I, mean, I don't like the call, hey, and that's it. Child. I feel so, like um, kind of more, and that's what I love about getting first day feeds because what I hated about getting feeds like on that second week that they're in the game is that everything's already established, everything's already yeah. made. Like we at least now get to see like the first ten minutes before the person lives is created. Mm-hmm. We get to see everything form, the origin. And I really like that. I kind of like this this editing of this this because it doesn't feel like we're missing anything. Even though we don't have the feed footages for the BB2, I don't feel like, shit, I just missed so much and the edit is taking out so much. I feel like they're editing in most of the game conversation. And in new seasons, it's like, girl, y'all don't got shit on this episode. If I'm just watching new season episodes, we don't know nothing. This I actually think this is probably pretty accurate of what's happening in the house. And I like that. So after this, Bunky is talking and to us in the diary room, and he says he wants to start coming out to some of the girls. 
So that's what he does. He pulls Autumn to the side and he tells her he's gay. He's gay. And she's like, girl, I don't give a fuck. She's basically like, Autumn oh, is no. such an ally. Autumn is my yeah. girl for real. Because she's like, and if the people in the house have anything to do with it, then, <laughs> then that's on them. Mm-hmm. I really love Autumn. I really love Autumn. She 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 said she basically like I got his I got your back and we good. So boom, Bunky and Autumn. Autumn now knows now. And then we see a lot of other people find out. After that, we see It's giving everybody new. And it's funny because every time Bunky does something that I'm like, oh, like when he told Autumn, I was like, oh, you should just tell everybody. Nobody's gonna care. But girl, they hop to the boys. It's at night, they're off and to go to bed. And Mike, Will, and Kent are basically they see a rainbow something on Bunky's bag. And they're speculating. Uh, he got clocks. <laughs> he might be gay. I don't know about him. You know, we need to still get these boys together. But now I'm thinking, you know, just us and Justin. Basically, they're removing him from the boys' alliance because they think he's gay. Well, he is. They clock. And um, they're kind of like trying to make new plans without him in it. And it's like, not because he's just gay. Like, mm-hmm. not because they have a boys' alliance. I don't know. But um, hey, we're here. And then, then- we see. I was gonna say, didn't Bunky clock this conversation? Clock some niggas. Which is so crazy because, like, like, like they were in the next room, and he it, yeah. it didn't give like he was like listening, listening, like yeah. but he could just hear them. Like this must have been a thin ass, thin wall ass house. Like, so Bunky tells Nicole all about this boys' alliance plan, and Bunky is like, "We need to get the girls together, and we all need to stay together." And honestly, neither of these things go anywhere, but. I guess it's just these beginning stages. You know how at the beginning of new seasons we kind of see people like just fumbling around trying to find something. This is kind of those that these stages because he's trying to tell her to do this, but he's really doing this to protect his own ass because you know the boys actually care that he's gay for some fucking reason. Um, after this, we get a montage, and it's about how everybody hates Nicole. Nicole is annoying them. She's kind of like she's not bossy. Well, she is bossy, but she's also kind of just like overbearing. Yeah. She kind of just like, oh, here y'all go with that. Or, oh my God, I just don't like that. And it's like, girl, okay. She's okay. just a, she's a loud person. They call her loud. Nicole is very loud. loud. Oh God. <laughs> Nicole is very loud. And she's kind of just overbearing and she kind of doesn't care. She's kind of just doing what she wants to do, talking mm-hmm. how she wants to talk, not really like dimming herself, which is good. You know, don't dim me a lot. Period. <laughs> Overbearing or real? That thing, I think she's real. They <laughs> felt she was overbearing. <laughs> Y'all are sick. So um, that's how people are feeling about Nicole. And Nicole kind of notices and she starts to feel alone. She feels lonely. Um, girl, not for long. You have to run these. Mother eats that up. Mother eats that up. So then we get another food. No, it's a luxury comp. Yeah, this we is a luxury comp, child. Unfortunate. So it's like a pool of oatmeal, allegedly. But it, it, they call it the pool of mud, but it looks like oatmeal. And there's 24 keys, 24 keys in the pool. 12 of the keys have their names on it. They have to go in one by one and find the keys with their names on it. Once your key is read out, you can join and help start looking for the motherfucking keys. And all they're doing is trying to get the hot tub. Great for them. This is one of those comps. I'm like, for a hot tub, y'all could have kept this. No shade. But someone said this in the comments. Like, New BB spends 60% on comps and scripted DRs, and this season spends like 20 minutes max. And I love that because, like, That's even true. though it's a segment of like, oh, I'm not feeling this, I'm not watching it for 30 minutes plus a commercial, plus like that the million diary room explaining it. Like, that's the annoying thing. They'll have to the comp, they'll have like 20 diary rooms from people scriptedly describing it, 
and then we have to wait for most of the episode. So it's like it's just too much. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. And like it's almost like I don't know. Like it's, it's definitely different editors. Maybe I, mean, I don't know what goes on back there, but it's just like it's crazy that I just like they put so much more work into just putting it out. Like, and I feel like even in general, like mm-hmm. it feels so unedited, but it's clearly edited. So it's just like, why can't they do it like this anymore? Like, was this mm-hmm. not working, or mm-hmm. did y'all get lazy? And that's what I think it is. They got lazy. Mm-hmm. They love the scripts because they know how to put the sound bites where they need to go. That it's just mm-hmm. whatever. So but like, I, I don't idea. need to get explained a comp six times throughout that competition. Like, explain it once. We got it. When it's first explained, I don't need to hear it again because I'm not listening. Period. So, here's my idea for how this could work in a newer season and still be interesting. Ooh, if they no. wanted to bring something back, I feel like they should just make it social because, and you know what I really like? When they make shit social, but it's an actual competition that matters. Like if you make a POV, choose your best friend. That's so annoying because then the majority of lines is going to choose their best friend. But if you do it for a luxury comp, all you're doing is making them expose each other. Who cares? So if it's, let's say in new BB, it's still the hot tub is the reward, but only six people can use the hot tub. And when you find a key, you choose who can use the hot tub. Mm. They have to find the key. They choose who can use it. And only six people get chosen. That way, it's not a real competition to where someone is going to go home because of it, but you're still exposing friendships. You're still exposing social lines. If it was to the point where, oh, you find a key, you choose someone who's safe and who gets to use a luxury item or who's not a have-not, then it's like you kind of choosing the have-nots by picking your friends. And now we know you're in alliance with so, 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 but y'all don't have HOH just because of this social game. So I think if y'all are going to ever do it, they should just make it social. Make the bitches argue. Because that's something where it's like, okay, 25, America doesn't get chosen by Jag. She goes off on Jag. You saw her? Mm-hmm. Fuck off. I she was it would cause drama, or it could. Like, doesn't it also feel like... It's crazy because they have like the parking lot, they have the extra room in the house. They could do a competition in the house that they don't want to do anymore. But it's almost like they always have the backyard closed. They're always waiting for something else. Like I feel like they don't have room in the new era BB. It's like in these old seasons, they pack so much into one episode. In these new seasons, it feels like there's no room for anything else. Or when you're watching the feeds, it's like, I feel like they wouldn't even know where to put an extra comp in because That's the backyard true. will be closed for like Tuesday for HOH on Thursday. And we don't even yeah. see it until Sunday. And we probably spending all that time for another comp on the HO. We spending three comps worth of time on the HOH comp or the POV comp. So they don't need to add anything else because they don't know what they're fucking doing. If they do, um, it's going to take up, they have to add a whole new episode a week just to have it because they like to fill the entire episode okay. of a comp. And that's the fucking issue. So boom. After this, we get Nicole actually going around, starting to make connections with people. She basically feels like she needs to talk to people one-on-one because when she's in public, don't nobody like her. So she's trying to start making deeper one-on-one connections so people can feel better about her. And we already see Hardy feeling better about her immediately, basically. So that's she said, This is a woman who loves herself. <laughs> oh, my God. But no, for real. He clocked. Um, and also, why do we hate Autumn so much? I can't, but anyway, Monkey and Monica, they hate a real bitch, they hate a Taylor. <laughs> That's the team, it's always a mother. Period. Monkey and Monica in the storage room, and they're talking kind of loudly. 
about how Bunky is scared that Kent is a homophobe and he's going to make Mike nominate him because he's gay. And Mike can hear them because his room is right next to that room. And he literally hears everything they say and he brings them in his HOA room. What? <laughs> Pause right there. The HOA room being downstairs is so ghetto. Because <laughs> this is the old house. So yeah. everything, there is no second floor at all. And it's just like, I think it's just such in weird vicinities next to each other. But continue. I'm sorry. It's right there. He, literally, he shares a door. He like share. He was listening through a door to the storage room through his room. It was weird. So he pulls them in and basically he lets them know he heard everything they said. Mm-hmm. And he kind of reassures both of them, but mainly Bunky, that he's not going to. He doesn't care, first of all. He said, first of all, I know. I already knew. And secondly, I don't care. Like, it's okay. I don't have a problem with you being gay. I'm not going to target you because of that. And he kind of reassures them that there's nothing for, for Bunky to be worried about. Is Bunky an ally? That's good. It's is definitely Bunky an ally? I think it was a smart move. Because if you're already not going to nominate Bunky, doing this can make him feel like, oh my God, he has my back. And Mike is somebody who I like. And we kind of know that when they start targeting Chilltown, they're not talking about Mike. They're talking about Will. Or Shin. So it's like, I don't know. I think Mike has, and he, he won the first HOA because they voted for him. I think Mike's social skills are somewhere are somewhere there. He's but just not like, like he's not pissing people off. Like, we're going to get into it. Like, Will and Shannon are annoying as hell. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think Mike gives that. I think Mike gives fun to be around. Yeah, he does. I would like Chill, Mike. More laid back. They yeah. give, like, bitch. They give bitch, Shannon and Will. But it sucks because, like, you're friends with them. Yeah, so, he's guilty by something. Y'all, fuck y'all, you know? Um, and that's the issue. Speaking so, of Will and this is when we get the showman segment of yeah. Will and Shannon. I personally do not like this showman. Me neither. Oh. You don't like it, week, I just, I don't know. I, I know really, it's Shannon. She's well, that's the problem. Like, and the thing is, I feel like I would like Shannon <laughs> separately. Okay. I don't like her with Will. They're like together like a ball of just I kind of agree. Yeah. Like I would very, it, They give me the ick. Like, you know, you know those people who walk, they just nose and they, like that's what they give. Like, oh, we're like the, the essence, the aura just gives we're better mm-hmm. than we know those we're those girls. Mm-hmm. Y'all not shit. Mm-hmm. And we're those, I don't know. And like, so they're in it, and like, they, they have that energy separately, but like, mm-hmm. together, it's like, it's overbearing. It's, you're like, yeah. Cause I know Will with Janelle, and I love Will with Janelle. So that's why I'm like, it can't it's be with these too. <laughs> Cause Will looks good. If y'all are not crazy, y'all see. And I don't know. I just, maybe it's jelly. Maybe you I just don't want Shannon with my man. Definitely not that. But still, um, I like Will with Janelle. So love that for him then. Right now, he could just be single. I don't know. <laughs> After this, we get a montage of everybody dragging Autumn. <laughs> They're calling her the same shit Hardy was calling her. Needy. Um, she's She's coming, coming on, on too strong. strong. She's doing a lot. Get off of me. They hate her. Sucks. Jealous of a, of a, of a black queen. And that's their fucking um, we get a montage of everybody loving Cheryl. Everyone loves Cheryl. Cheryl. We get a lot of like, I, I really like this. We get a lot of moments where it's just, we're going to focus on one person for these next couple of scenes. 
we're going to focus on how people feel about Cheryl or how people feel about Will or how people hate Mike or how people love Autumn. I love that because it really makes me get to know these people a little more. Knowing that everybody loves Cheryl, now I know more info about Cheryl than I probably know about any other first boot ever, bitch. Mm -hmm. Because now I just get so much content on her. It was like a whole montage. People saying, um, Will was saying how he wants to fuck her because she fine as fuck. Um, people a lot of the boys were saying that. It was given like, Okay. <laughs> he has an energy to her that's like chill. She's like older, but she's chill. Like she she was playing all of those games with him that Kent and Nicole didn't really want to play sometimes. Cheryl was right there chilling, mm -hmm. kissing and, and passing strawberries and shit. So that's her. And it's interesting because we have a segment that everyone hates Nicole. We have a segment that everyone loves Cheryl. Hmm. <laughs> And we're about mm -hmm. to see what's why that's right. Um, we get to the nomination ceremony. Mike is HOH. And <laughs> wait, y'all, because <laughs> the nomination ceremony is so hilarious in these older seasons. The way it's just like they chill in the open area. Hey y'all, um, we about to nominate. Um they got the little, the memory wall is picture frame. Talking, and they, they whispering in the corner. They giggling while he's introducing it. Like, and I honestly love it. Why do we have to have the, okay, come on in, guys. This is the nomination ceremony. When I turn this key, like, why do we have to do these structured speeches so and they can barely stupid. read? themselves they be struggling it sounds forced it sounds like it's not their words because it's not and let we hear it every fucking week every season just let them talk how much better would it be if i was just able or if someone was just able to go up there and be like i don't need you bitches now that's it honestly we don't need a speech every time if somebody don't want to give a speech like cameron i feel like cameron wouldn't have wanted to give a speech i don't need a speech i don't need to hear him say that this is a nomination ceremony and he's going to turn the key and this is why he nominated we, and then they make him say why he nominated that person or why he nominated that i don't give a fuck boogie damn it i wish they would stop doing this script this is not a scripted show this is a reality show on a reality show you don't do that shit. It's like basically, Damn. you know how other shows, we always have Jeff there. We always have TJ there to explain something. It's yeah. like because we don't have the host, Julie, in the house to explain everything, they make it scripted so we can just basically use one of the players as that given host. We don't need it. We're not they dumb. When, when the general rules are explained, we don't have to hear it again. We know how a nomination works. He puts up two people. Why does it have to be structured? You know what it is, and and this is what I learned because I be I be writing y'all, I be writing my novel, and when I look up and I research stuff about writing books and shit, they say, they say don't assume your audience is dumb because they're not. So don't spell shit out for them like they're fucking third graders or not even like they're babies because no one actually cares. It just bores the audience, and that's what Big Brother needs to hear. You don't have to spell it out for people. Someone, anyone will know what this is. You could have my, my nephew could watch this. My nephew, five-year-old, 10-year-old nephew could watch this and understand what's happening. You don't have to explain it like we're fucking toddlers, bitch. <laughs> At Griner. Damn. And it, it, it's a fucking lesson. It's, it's an entertainment lesson. You don't explain things that don't need to be explained. It's it's over. It's stupid. It's stupid. Mm -hmm. So anyways, we get to the nomination ceremony. Mike pull up with the uh, wheel. 
And he basically like, y'all, we can we can They sitting down, people laughing. They don't even know what's gonna happen. Watch. So it's still the key wheel. So he's doing the keys. He's turning. He doesn't put Chill Town first. He puts like um, Bunky first, and then Chill Town in the middle. I guess he's trying to like separate himself. That shit never works. Um, but he ends up nominating Nicole and Cheryl, and Nicole and Cheryl are not. He explains to them straight up. He's like Nicole. I think the house will be better without you. Like so. There you go. A very crazy, crazy speech. Like he basically with that speech said, Nicole, I'm coming for you. And if you, for any reason you don't know, this is me too. So there's no veto competition at all. Once the nominations are made, the house is choosing between those two. So he's yeah. basically telling her, like, I'm putting you up because me and the rest of the house want you out. Yeah. Just like that. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of want to get into the strategy of that. Um, because, yeah. like, he essentially tells her straight up, like, he's doing this because he feels like she's just going to go home. And he kind Mm. of explains throughout that first week, like, that he knows that Cheryl is loved in the house. She basically, in his opinion, has no chance of going home because everyone likes her so much. And Nicole is hated, so of course she's going to go home. And this is Mm -hmm. where we have to, like, start dissecting. Is it stupid because there hasn't been 25 seasons, or is it just dumb in general? And I think a situation like this is just dumb in general. Like, you're it got we don't see we don't get any scenes of him checking with people and seeing if they're okay with that plan. We were mm-hmm. looking for archives and things like that. There's no type of thing that shows that he was w- walking around trying to secure that that what the house was into. He was just mm-hmm. thinking, I'm gonna do this move and everyone's gonna be down with it because of course they hate Nicole, not mm-hmm. knowing that by the time he put up Nicole. She already started working on people socially. So yeah. how he, he most of the people who didn't like her changed their mind at that point. So it's yeah. like it just that, and that's the thing, all that, information that he wasn't trying to check it. Like, that's, that's not smart I'm in little, general. That I last that's thing, a big I'm a little conflicted about not, it not being smart because I think this would for basically I think this would have worked if it was mm-hmm. anybody but mother. That's why I'm kind of like, mm. is it not smart? Because like if only, it was Autumn and Cheryl. Exactly. The only reason it backfired is because Nicole is one of the best players this season. Period. If Nicole was not capable, which most bitches in this house aren't, if he would have nom Kent and Cheryl, if he would have nom Autumn and Cheryl, if he would have nom anybody in Cheryl, I think that person would have just went home. He nominated the baddest bitch in the house. That was his problem. And I think it's I and that's the thing. I think Big Brother 2 is simple enough. For him to have just nominated someone like and someone hated and it worked, he just didn't account for the fact that Nicole is mother. So part of me is kind of like, wait, maybe this is definitely not smart. He should have went and made sure it was good, but that is a little meta. And I think like a basic situation where this is a normal person he's nominated, not mother, they would have just went home. Nicole would go home if she wasn't a good player. Like every everyone else would go home. So I'm kind of it would have worked. But it's such, I think it's simple thinking. It's yeah. very ABC. And that's why I just think, like, at the end of the day, regardless of having knowledge of so many other seasons, like, you should have done that extra forethought before making this decision. Yeah, definitely. Definitely shows. I think this, these early seasons, not even just these early seasons, but mostly these early seasons, you can really see who's naturally just good for this game. Because someone like Nicole... <laughs> 
No one told her to campaign. No one said you need to go campaign for your life. That's not a rule in Big Brother. She just did it because she's smart. Similar to how if Mike was smart, he would have been smart enough to make sure he had the votes on life. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you just have people who are naturally good at the game and you can tell who's probably a better player but the way people play this game so early on. Nicole just naturally, just naturally out of her out of her mind, decided she needed to make sure she started campaigning. And that's exactly what she, she did. Went straight to the crowd running. She went to work. She felt she felt like um, resigned. She felt like everybody hated her, but she started having one-on-ones anyway. She went one-on-one to people, and she basically told Hardy um, that she feels like she's being judged before she really gets the chance to play. She feels like people aren't giving her a chance. She campaigns to Bunky and Autumn, and basically, she clearly has a relationship with Bunky and Autumn, because she's kind of like, you know, if y'all vote for me, that's two. And they're like, you know, we're thinking about it. She's like, y'all should just vote for me, because that's already two votes. I only need a few more. And you can tell that she's basically trying to get these motherfucking votes. And that's much. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Cheryl's not. And in the Girl, process, she's literally turning the house against what is Shieldtown. Because mm-hmm. in her campaign, she's using that she will take a shot at Will, Shannon, and Mike. Specifically Will, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. The narrative that's Nicole is starting to spread, mostly, is that Will is leading the charge between those three because they don't have a name yet but will shannon and mike and kind of justin they're kind of saying like that group of people are being led by will basically will's running them and she thinks will is kind of running the house and she's basically saying that is a toxic situation and i'm going to talk to will and they need to go and the narrative that those three or that group is toxic and negative wasn't stated until nicole started saying it from what we see on the edit it didn't get said, and then Nicole started saying it, and then it started getting said more and more and more. So take that as you may, audience. Huh. But hey, that's what's. I'm not saying Nicole is mother, but Nicole is definitely mother. Nicole is definitely mother. So that's a part of her campaign. Uh, we see Cheryl; she's still bonding with people, like vaguely. She's being nice. That's good. But Nicole's campaign. It's, it's always it's the general like we like her, and then Kent mm-hmm. on the episode had the diary room. He's like, I mean, that may be a problem. Yeah, and it's like, well, the snowball starts from there because you got you got Nicole who is socially eating it up, you know, turning the girls, getting the girls on her side, turning Mm -hmm. everyone on this kind of like chill town group. You have Mm -hmm. Cheryl who really ain't doing shit because in her mind she's also safe. Yeah, and Will who is now starting to piss everybody off, which is just helping Nicole's case. Nicole is pushing the case that she'll target Will. Meanwhile, Will is pissing everybody off. Um, everybody's mad at him. He's basically in a diary room saying, you know, I want to make these people, these people don't even know that I'm a, a weapon of mass destruction <laughs> and I'm going to manipulate them and I'm going to just be a puppet master and I'm going to be Geppetto. Okay, Geppetto. So okay, he's, Geppetto. He's, he's really trying to do all of this and meanwhile, nobody likes him. And it seems like he's not even like that aware, which is scary. It's like, do you not know these people don't like you just yet? Mm-hmm. He thinks they still like him. And this whole week we see that him, Will, I mean, him, Mike, and Shannon, they don't even know these people don't really like them. Meanwhile, Bunky's sick of him. Nicole is sick of him. Um, Kent is getting sick of them. And it's like, what's happening? Y'all don't even know what's going on around you. But what's hilarious too about Dr. Will is that you, like his his strategy at this at this time is like he's in the dining room. He's like, I'm taking control of them. Cause he has them go through mm-hmm. this like 
24 day, 24 hour fast. And he's like, I want to um, have to go to this fast so I can see who has the most willpower in this game. And that's going to show me who I can control and who I can't. It's just like, mm-hmm. what is these, these tasks and special op things? Like, no, this is bored. actually. She was just bored. It definitely gives he's just bored, 100%. But it's funny because it's like, I know that he becomes like this, you know, strategic, like mastermind, essentially, especially mm-hmm. like in All Stars. So I, I can't wait to see the comparison between here and in All Stars where the game is more developed because, like, this is not really for the strategy. He's bored, he's bored <laughs> as hell. Um, I think what you can tell about Will's diary rooms, because he has a few, he had one that he was like, I can tell Nicole is here to play. And we see in his diaries, he's he sounds smart. You know, we know he's a doctor. So it's like, it seems like a smart person who's bored, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I can tell Will is smart, but he's not doing anything. He's not doing anything right yeah. now. So, and even the way he's like pissing people off, it's more so, I feel like like literally they just don't like how his personality is like the, yeah. like the way he speaks about things or like other people like Kent didn't like that he mentioned something about as a doctor you know he wouldn't feel bad um telling a family that they're like member like their family member had died oh, yeah. or something like that or like some of his jokes are just like mm, you know what I mean and it's like this is really just him existing and he is pissing y'all off like that at this moment I'm sitting here like how the fuck did this man win this game like it does not make any fucking sense yeah because of the of the three of them they are disliking him the most after this, they literally get a video camera and they have to make it home film, and they don't have to, but or do they? They have to make a home film, and it's Will and Mike kind of running the whole thing, and we see that Hardy's getting annoyed with that, Bunky's getting annoyed with them with that. So all they're doing is just first of all helping Nicole's case by pissing people off, but also just pissing people off for no fucking reason. Um, so that happens, and then we get another Will and Shannon segment. They're allegedly <sighs> brother and sister. Oh, I just teach Shannon as a sister. And he's like, a sister, I want to fuck, but a sister. Okay, okay, Swaggy and Bailey. Girl, because uh, Swaggy, now you're my little sister. Now I fucks with you, girl. Sure. We know what sister means. Well, no, wait, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hold on, wait. But you know, in this context, King. So they're pretending they don't like each other, but flirt- flirting and cuddling and all up on each other. It's just not cute. It's never going to be cute. I'm sorry. I need that Shannon girl out. At all. At all. So what I noticed is Kent and Bunky... Ken and Bunky earlier had a conversation trashing Will together, basically hoping that all of the people who aren't in Chilltown can get together and work together. And then we see Kent and Bunky have another conversation, and Kent is calling Bunky out and basically like, I mean, I thought you were gay. And Bunky was like, I am. I am. And Bunky just lets him know. And this is when we get Ken basically, first he accuses him. He's like, why'd you laugh? And what do we do? But once Which we get so happy, disgusting. Here, like, just weird. It's none of your business, like, actually. That's one. Why are you a homophobe? Mind you, you're a homophobe. The first thing you told him is you don't fuck with the gays. Like, and I'm... And you're confused why I have to lie? Just weird. But after that, he starts asking him, like, genuine questions. He's like, uh, did you, did you like it? Like, do you want to be that? And Bunky basically explains that he hates... He hated being gay. He did not want to be gay. He wanted to... He prayed to God that he wasn't going to be gay. He felt like he would rather kill himself at times than be gay. He did not like being gay at all. And it's so like surreal hearing that because it's like, it's it's just true. It's genuine. I remember in 2017, 18, where you think what people would be less ignorant. I had a conversation about the same thing. People at school, some of my schoolmates were like accusing me 
of choosing to be gay. And they were like, no, you choose it every day. And I'm like, why would I choose to be hated by everybody? Like Monkey's yeah. saying, why would I choose for people to literally be disgusted by me? You're disgusted right now. You don't like the fact that I'm gay and you think I'm choosing to do it? Why would I do that? Why would I want to be uh, hated, want to uh, jump, beat up? Gay niggas get beat up. Gay niggas get killed. People get, go around killing gay people. DL be killing gay people. Gay people be killing get, get, <laughs> <laughs> we be getting killed. So no one would want to do that. And that's basically what Bunky is saying. Like, I didn't want it, nigga. Get over it. Have but I think that's what's so annoying is that, like, in general, I, I love the conversation. And I think, it, like, I would love more experiences like this on the show. But it is just annoying that someone like Kent, and we talked about it earlier, that, like, he will can probably continue. Well, he did continue to have these homophobic viewpoints while having a form of relationship with a gay person. And it does take a level of privilege to want to associate yourself with someone while still having viewpoints that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Oppress them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. as a homophobic yeah. man, if he was still alive today, while he was alive, was probably voting or pushing for a lot of things that would restrict what Bunky could do as a gay man in this world. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it's like, how how can you even have a relationship with someone that you're willing to do that to? It's weird, but a lot of people do it. That'd be those people who'd be like, oh, I don't understand why we can't be friends because we have different standpoints on certain mm -hmm. things. Why would I want to be friends with someone that literally votes against everything that mm -hmm. I stand for? That doesn't make any sense. It's so weird because sometimes you get stuck in it. Sometimes, you know, as a gay person, you get stuck in a friendship like that. You don't even know. Like, you think they cool, and then randomly they be like, mm, I wouldn't want my son to be gay, though. And it's like, what? Hello? I'm right, hello? Like, I'm right here. And you just said that for real, for real? And they be so dead ass. And they be so dead ass. That's the scary part. You're so serious. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I love that he took the time to, I guess, see his point of view. But were you really understanding? No. Mm -hmm. And you know what it is? Kent respected Bunky. Not gay people. He respected Bunky. So when he said, I respect you, he meant just you, Bunky. <laughs> um, and that's the issue. Like, that's why he, that's why they're capable of being friends. It's that idea of you're a good one. You're, you're, the, you're the good con. You're the exception. You're the exception. And it's like, bitch, are you dumb or stupid? Because there's so both. many people that you think only one of them, like, it's just both. That's what it is. Um, later on, they do another luxury hump. It's to get food. They get a filet. Congratulations. I'm so tired. Like by the third, that was the third luxury food comp this week. Uh-uh. I can't. They should have just did a POV. Um, after that, we get Nicole campaigning again, and we see that going to work. We see that Justin is kind of on her side. He's counting votes with her. We see that um she thinks Krista is someone who won't vote with her. She kind of feels like all the chill town plus Krista won't vote with her, but Krista has a daughter room. And she's like, I'm pretending to be with Will and them, but if I get an HOH, that nigga Will can go. And that's what I mean. Mind you, she's a liar. That's when I knew that was mother. Will so, Krista when, she, when she had that dining room, I was like, Mother, okay, June, your Florida crowd is slipping. Your Florida crowd is slipping. If you know what happens not in week two, which I we kind of got to a little bit already. Maybe not. Maybe it's not slipping. But this is the thing. Krista is interesting because this is the first iteration of this game. And Krista is just deciding 
to pretend to be close with Chilltown, but also pretend to the be close OG with floater, bitch. Like, put some respect on my good sister Krista's name. Chris, I, I look at you like Krista and Monica. Period. It was right. like the OG building blocks of what a I floater agree. strategy could be. I feel like there's two types of floaters that I've, I've started to realize, and I feel like they embody the two different types of floaters, in my opinion. Um, but that's a deeper conversation, which we could get to another time. Period. After this, we see Nicole's campaign picking up steam because Kent is trying to basically convince Monica to keep Nicole because Monica is really feeling like Nicole is a very big threat for her game, so she doesn't necessarily want her to stay. But um, everybody and Monica else clocked that tea. Did everybody else is kind of feeling like they want to keep Nicole at this point, and we see that that's picking up steam. This is when we get girl. Just a weird situation. So from this point, since before this point, we've seen Justin have such good relationships with people. He has a good relationship with Bunky. He's cool with Chilltown. And everyone seems to kind of gravitate towards him a little bit. Everyone likes him. But we see that he's been taking Kent's pillow from his bed. And Kent is basically telling him to stop taking his pillow. And after Kent asks for his pillow back, he gets it back. Kent goes outside. And Justin goes to grab another pillow. And as he's walking past the window of Kent outside, Kent is basically like, this is the second time you done took my pillow. And Justin gets angry. So he goes outside and he's like, this is not the second time. I don't know his voice. How you do his voice? I can't do it. But he's basically like, stop saying this is the second time. This is only the first time I took your pillow. This, this, I can't do it. He got an Italian accent. Imagine me saying it's, it in a It's real Italian, Joyzy, like. Joyzy, and then he don't, he has, he, he's missing teeth. He his words. He's missing teeth. Oh, I sound like Enzo. But anyway, he kind of sounds like Enzo. He kind of sounds like Enzo with no teeth. But uh, <laughs> Justin gets in this nigga face, and he's basically like, "I didn't do it two times. I did it once." And he's mad about like the number of times he took it. You still took the nigga pillow. Kim bucks up back to him, but he's clearly scared. No shade. Um, and Justin's basically like saying he's gonna knock this nigga out for saying that he took it twice. And it's like, "Okay, no, this man, nigga. <laughs> These are all right. white men." Oh, not that nigga, but he's going to knock him out, that man. But it was given aggressive. It was just a weird thing, and we'll see what it comes to. Because, girl, um, after that, we see Will and Shannon flirting again. They giggling, kicking their legs, kicking their feet. This scene was actually cute because they was in the storage room. What? Um, shit, ain't nothing shit about cute without oh. Will and Shannon. Shit, I can't even say it. Ain't shit they cute about Will and Shannon. They, like, went to the bed and, like, did things. I don't know if they fucked, well, but they did. The covers things. were moving. And when he the diary, he was like, to your boyfriend at home, baby, give it up. And it's like, so Shannon got a boyfriend at home. What do you think of bitches cheating on Big Brother? What do you think of people cheating on Big Brother? Do you care? Because people be getting mad. I, I, I just genuinely don't care. I don't care. She cheated on her husband. You don't give a fuck? I didn't like Christine because Christine was a weirdo. I didn't care she was cheating on her husband. I genuinely, like, I am not going to concern myself with stuff like that, that doesn't affect me. You're a cheater. That, that, your boyfriend gonna see that. I don't. I don't like it. Click in the leg, for will, baby. I do it too. I know, but maybe I don't know. But um, she cheating. Who cares? Boom. Next, we get to uh, we get to who cares. <laughs> We get to the eviction episode, and at the start of the eviction episode, Julie lets us know that Justin has been expelled for violence and intimidation. Our first expulsion on the 
first season. Well, you know, kind of the first. I'm finding that so hilarious because like we just watched the 25 Luke was expelled the first eviction. And we watched the next one. It's still happening, man. The person they did they didn't stop the eviction. Like they should have stopped the eviction. They should have. They weren't thinking about all that. That's a lot to think of. That would have been a gag, low key. Mm-hmm. But um, they basically show us all all the reasons why Justin is getting uh, expelled. He said he wanted to punch Autumn in her stomach. It yeah. gave me Jackson, Jackson, mud holes and bitches. My thing is, if you removing him for saying he punched Autumn in the stomach, why wasn't Jack removed for saying he wanted to uh, stomp a mud hole through Kimmy's chest? Oh, because that was the only reason why he was removed. He was, okay, there was more. There was Justin way more. Also, there was also the the fight with Kent, which we already saw. We saw a, a diary room of Justin saying that he understands that physical violence and intimidation isn't a part of the game. So Justin understands these rules, y'all. He's saying it like a kid. Like I, I, I understand that I can't physically violate or intimidate anyone. I can't sexually assault people. My thing is, they had to tell you that you couldn't sexually like assault or or. or... I feel like every time I come in here, it's like Justin. You can't sexually assault somebody. Justin, you can't beat somebody up. Man, I get it. I can't beat nobody up, man. What the fuck? And it's like, how are y'all... They have always been making terrible casting decisions. Like, always. Since Big Brother 2. He needed a background check. Girl. He, the or thing is, conversation, you when, when, when he was expelled, there's a scene of Mike and Will like going through his, like, gathering his things. Yeah. He didn't have a driver's license. He had a boat license. Y'all like, cast the man and got oh, a driver's license? <laughs> oh my god. Maybe it is like SpongeBob, like you couldn't drive a car, so you just got a boat license, and SpongeBob can't drive a boat. So he got up. a license. <laughs> no? Okay. Um, <laughs> so yes, Justin was told that he can't beat people up and he can't sexually intimidate people. And then we get to the real reason he was expelled. Because on a night that they got a lot of alcohol, apparently. A yeah. lot of stuff was going down this night, apparently. The girls Justin, were getting drunk, Iana. Girls were getting drunk. This is, and that's the thing. This is probably when they was giving them real liquor. And for the people who don't know, they don't have real, like, knives in the house and things anymore. And yeah. honestly, I feel like it's because of this night. I feel like this was the night they were like, hold on, holiday. Mm-hmm. We can't give these people liquor and shit. <laughs> Yeah. Too much. They were way too drunk, clearly. Or maybe they need to just not put psychos in the damn house. But anyways, That's Justin it. and Krista are in the kitchen, and they've been flirting here and there. There were scenes of them, like, cuddled up. In the, um, yeah, it was giving budding showman for real, which if it was. was not crazy, would have been an interesting piece for Krista. Very would, very much so, because Krista, her game with him as a showman will be so different. But boom. And Justin was in a good position himself. Like, Chilltown really liked him, but so did the other people. Very similar to Krista's position. Like, both sides really liked him. But hey, um, they were in the kitchen, and Justin randomly says, Would you be mad if I killed you? Lee. And is that flirting? You went to the kitchen. Flirting. You know, y'all, some niggas like guns pointed to their head while they while they do it. That's what this is giving. This like, like mm, 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 that's what? crazy. So that's what Justin thought. This What's was. the visual <laughs> needed? Justin thought. Justin thought this was. I don't know what he thought this was, but Krista is, is giggling and, and googling with him. Street says Krista claims to not remember none of this. 
Mm-hmm. Allegedly. And they were drunk. Krista so doesn't remember it. Maybe. And I believe women. So Krista said, and I believe it. Krista doesn't believe, remember any of this. She was too drunk. So he asked her, would you be mad if I killed you? She didn't even respond. She giggled. Um, Because what type of fucking question is that? Um, Julie explains. They cut this part off. But if you want to see the video, trigger warning, it's on our Twitter in our community. BB Rewind community that you should uh, join is on the Twitter of the actual video of him putting the knife up to her neck. But she's laying down or she's like laying on the counter and he like lifts her neck and puts the knife. It's a big ass like uh, Michael Myers knife, bitch. Like he really could have, it would have been over. I know, I know. Once, he could have sneezed and she would have been dead. Like, I, like the, I know the producers was in the room like, what is going on? That's what I mean. When, when the papers are flying and it's on fire. <laughs> and and what they're saying in the archive shit is that I mean he was causing the diary immediately after that. Like they got him up out of there. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. Um so he had he had to see a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist deemed there's no way he could go back in. I don't know why. Why was he deemed to ever get in? That we should have like, never been deemed. That's the thing. If you failed the psych test now, you probably failed it before, no? Hmm. Hmm. So, boom, he gets expelled. Thank God, because he was close to murdering somebody on TV. Live? Live, bitch. Thank God Krista's alive. God damn, I was scared. So, he leaves, and Big Brother lets them know that Justin was expelled. And a lot of them were, were sad at first. They was feeling some type of way, because they don't know. Chill town. Like, Krista, they didn't Krista didn't remember. Krista didn't remember. And none of them knew what happened for him to get expelled. They're just thinking, oh, he was just doing too much arguing. Or he was just bucking up too many people, threatening too many people. So they 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 understood he was threatening them, but he they didn't know he put a knife to somebody's neck and asked them if they were. Yeah. Know, and Chris don't remember to tell them. So no one knew, I'm assuming. Until so no one really knew what happened. So, so they were shook a little bit, but um, not too much, low key. Well, what's and crazy we is see- that it was starting to get blamed like on Will. Like, and it's how you know. They really dislike that man because they're mm-hmm. like, clearly Will was a bad influence on him. And it's like, yeah. Will is not walking around arguing with people over pillows and, and sexually forcing himself onto people. Like, yeah. don't try to put that on Will. Justin was crazy all on his own. Yeah. They basically were trying to make it seem like Chill Town because Chill Town was inside laughing at his boat license. And the rest of the people was outside and they were kind of trying to decipher what's going on. And they were like, it's their fault. And they were a bad influence, all of them, specifically Will. And Bunky was like, I couldn't be as good influence the way I needed to. And with the with the woo. But um after this, we really see how the house dynamics are forming because Ken explains it to us that it's Chill Town slash the Brat Pack, which is Shannon, Will, and Mike versus the real people. And the real people is everybody else, him and his crew. Kent, Bunky, Nicole, Monica, Cheryl, Autumn, Hardy. Those are the real people. And then it's the chill town versus them. So that's the way the house is set up. And that's how people are feeling. And that kind of just starts bubbling throughout this week. Shannon and Autumn get in an argument throughout this week. It's kind of separating the sides more. We see Shannon kind of being a little rude to the girls. Um, so it's the sides are splitting. The house is splitting. And this is when we start getting... The votes, the diary room votes. And they need to go back to this. We, we do not need, especially in a season of 16 players, 
every single vote read. I it's because most of these votes in New Era BB are unanimous or one-sided. Like there are barely any close votes ever. Or like mm -hmm. I don't mind if it's scripted like this, like it's it's pre-taped, and then when jury hits, we do individual. Look, I'm oh, sick of the fucking shout out. It would take out the shout outs. And yeah. I love that we get to hear individually how they actually feel. I think mm -hmm. give it some time. Like these should be filmed Wednesday night. That way you could do all your campaigning. Wednesday night we film it and then we're done with it. Or Thursday morning. Yeah. Get somebody into that second dining room and get the shit filmed. I just yeah. think it'll be way more cleaner. You can fit the HOH in the competition. You can fit other things. You can put the into the episode. You can just fit other things in. We do not need, like I said, especially at top 16 to hear every vote. Because mm -hmm. especially if you're watching the feeds, you know who's going home. Sometimes by time when the person is nominated, you know who's going mm -hmm. home. And it would still be a surprise to the viewers because we don't know the vote count. No. Until, especially if you leave some out. Because, for example, when they do this, they don't show every single person's vote. They only show... Um, the, the diary rooms of like some of the people we didn't even get to see Krista or somebody or Bunky's diary room. We didn't and see you that. don't have to see everybody. Why are you watching why are you watching pow pow vote? I don't know. <laughs> the most random, random what person. I like about the idea though is like I want to know real raw opinions from the house guests. We don't get that anymore. I never really know what someone's thinking. We have to wait until Mimi is in the storage room and we kind of catch it on feed to still know what on thinking. We don't know what they're thinking in Big Real and New Big Brother because they don't let them have real ass diary rooms. I would love for the voting to just be their diary rooms about the person they're voting. So we know how they feel. I love this these old seasons because we know how they feel about people. It's not fake. It's not fraudulent. And we don't have to watch the feeds to know. We can see it on the episode. I know Bunky hates with. Thank yep. you. Fuck. Show us that in new season. And I don't have to I see you like the hate. Well, awesome. I vote to evict the cold. Shout out mom, dad, sister, brother, uncle, cousin, Tom. <laughs> right. And then people, they be getting up out of the chair trying to still talk. <laughs> right. They be, they be exiting the door. Uh, like, who else? Shit. Who <laughs> be getting up? Happy birthday. Like, what? They start cutting the mic. And it's cutting the screen. Look, they when do. they start talking, cut they be the trying to. They be trying to. <laughs> But so we get to vote in diary rooms. We hear Shannon and Will. They both say the same thing. They don't like Nicole. They vote into a victor. Great. Boom. Um, we see in between these votes, Hardy says that he's formed a one-on-one -on -one relationship with Nicole more than Cheryl. Um, when he's voting, he says he's formed more of a one-on-one -on -one relationship with Nicole than Cheryl. So he's voting to a big Cheryl. Um, Monica says Nicole will be a threat to her in the future. Clocked. So she votes to a victor. Nicole. Gagged. Um, boom. We see a scene of Nicole and Mike get in a little argument. It's more of the rift between Chilltown and the rest of the house. Um, there's just random tiffs they're having. It's like random tiffs about random shit. But no, Nicole's basically calling him out because he nominated her. And she feels like you, he cut her off from the rest of the house and tried to isolate her and shit like that. And she don't like that. And Mike is basically like, um, the way you want to play just don't fit, in, fit with the crew. So you've got to go. Mike is very cocky about the fact that Nicole is going home. And she is not. So there's that. And we do know inklings that, like, uh, I'm assuming in some of the archive footage, like, he was aware 
that the vote was going to potentially flip. There's an argument that he has with Autumn in the next week that kind of points to that. And mm-hmm. we'll get into it on our next podcast. But we still don't get too much footage of him trying to do anything about Nicole staying. So it's yeah. like, I mean, clearly, I just feel like, and like I said, that's why I just go, it, to me, it goes into, yeah, you probably wouldn't let that happen if you had more just seasons to, to review. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you put her up, were you not going to make sure she would go? Literally. After talking all this shit? All this shit. He's so confident. He's telling her to her face. So we see Cheryl and Nicole have an agreement. And their agreement is, no matter what, they're taking out one of Chilltown if they stay. And they talk about Mike, actually, taking out Mike if they stay. Because he's the one who did this to them. And Cheryl is not fucking with Chilltown either. But we find out right after in Julie's conversation with Mike, the HOH, what Mike thinks about Cheryl. So another segment that I hate that was cut. Yeah, I used they to used love to, to talk to the HOH segment. That was cute. They used to they did it for a while because I remember Rachel having one. And Rachel was in BB12. Like, didn't they do it? I want to say they did it in BB15 too, didn't they? Or no? I can't remember, but I know they did it for longer than uh, longer than it seems. Like they did it in those middle seasons for sure. But they didn't do it like I guess maybe 13 was the last. I can't remember though. They didn't do a BB 16 because there was two HOHs and then I guess they just stopped doing it since then, maybe. But uh yeah, they haven't done it in a while, but I love it. They really should bring it back because we get to know raw fucking answers. They did it with Cody BB 22 randomly, week one. Oh, they did it up until 14. Up until 14. They need to bring that back. I love that. So she talks to Mike, and Mike doesn't know shit that's going on. He says he strongly feels Cheryl is staying. He says, <laughs> but he does think the vote will be close. And we find out that they think, Chilltown definitely thinks Krista is voting with them. And if Krista did vote with them, it would be four to four. And he, he mentioned that it might be a tie. So I think Mike has an awareness of who's voting with him, except Krista is his blind spot. I think yeah. he thought Krista was voting with him and it was going to tie probably and he would just save he would save Cheryl and it wouldn't matter. But Krista mm-hmm. did not vote with him. And, uh, and this is just another thing. Like at the end of the day, having knowledge about power seasons or not, like your read on the environment that you're currently in as a human being should <laughs> be somewhere on par. And it was not. Like, how do you how are you wrong about everything you're talking about? Cheryl hates you. The vote is not that damn close. You don't think Cheryl's gonna take him out? Why did you think? Like Cheryl you think you have Krista? You that's the one person you don't have. You actually have Monica. And even mm-hmm. when he's talking about Nicole, he's like, "Yeah, I think she played the sympathy card with some of the women whole time." It's the men that's keeping mm-hmm. her. Can't Bunky mm-hmm. Hardy are the main ones who want her here over Cheryl. So yep. you were just wrong <laughs> about everything. Um. So boom, we get the rest of the votes. And Julie comes on and she announces to the house that by a vote of five to three, Cheryl, you are evicted. Mike is gagged. Chilltown is upset. I mean, think about it. This first week. First blind side. First blind side. The first pawn goes home. And the expulsion, bitch. Yep. Big Brother 2 was serving. Like, yep. I'm sorry. I was. This if I was. If I was in, in Big Brother in this. Literally, People, I been even the fact that Chris, they thought Krista voted with them, it's like, like every layer of Big Brother that could be in this week is in it. Think Monica Loki Loki giving a, a, a flipping. Monica Loki giving a hinky vote because she voted the other way and no one. A hinky vote, the votes flipping, delusional, 
people running out, a blind side, a split house, bitch. Girl. And what I find so interesting is Monica's vote because I feel like we don't get much from Monica in these episodes this first week. Um, but what I do notice is that she's in a lot of conversations. Like every time we see her, we see her kind of with different groups of people, which right. I feel like just giving me the impression that she's obviously good socially, and then I also know her placement, which kind of proves that. But um, it clearly shows she's good socially. And what I love about these older seasons is that you're not tied to a group, so your vote isn't locked in that way. She was able to mm-hmm. vote out who she wanted to vote out because it's not like this big stigma on making sure you're on the right side. And I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Like that's another thing. That's really that's another thing that makes it not annoying, but it can be stagnant when with them having alliances so soon is because everyone's kind of already in agreement going to the vote. Like I don't think these people were that in agreement. Like they clearly were not. Yeah, they weren't. That's why I don't think Monica was. Certain who was going home. I don't think Monica felt, oh, she's definitely going home, so I gotta vote. She didn't feel that. Everyone's up to voting whoever they want when they actually get in that diary room, and you never really know. And I love that ambiguity because it causes shit like this, where it's like different people voting different ways and not caring about the pressure of the house. There so, is no backlash from it. Like, no, like we didn't see anyone pissy mad about, oh, where's the extra voting? Yeah. No. Who voted where? Like, no one's worried about it. Boom, boom. So after the Cheryl goes out, Julie interviews her. Who cares? And then we get the Justin interview. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like Julie is smoldering at him. Is that a word? Julie's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she was in her uh, interview bag here. Okay. But call her Barbara Walters. Okay. Literally. So Justin, you don't think are she, you said, aware? she said, do, but do you understand why? You were expelled from the house. He He's said, like, "Well, no." <laughs> he said, "I genuinely don't get how someone would think if I put a knife up to someone's neck and tell them and ask them if I will kill them. How y'all would think I need to get expelled for that? I don't understand that. I don't understand why." Y'all I mean, and she liked it. Like, I don't understand why y'all would think a girl she who didn't tell me to stop. Be putting a knife to her neck, asking me if I'm going to kill her. She clearly liked clearly visibly liked it why i don't understand why that would be a reason to remove me from me rocks for said, so you don't think we you don't think you deserve to be removed he said i don't think i deserve to be and it's like not only are you psycho you're dumb yeah and they that's, that's what they cast it and they cast it. but child he's out Child, and we y'all, knew, and that good. was week one. That was week one. Great motherfucking week. Let's get into these motherfucking planning. This is weird, y'all. This we is are gonna rate the second cast. Auto is eating her picture, bitch. Auto is eating. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Autumn Dagger. Where is Autumn? Shit. We need to see what she did today. Starving girl, so this one they was mad. They always hate the pretty girl, they always hate the pretty girl, the pretty black girl. That's Bailey, black girl, yeah, black girl. With the so, before we get into these ratings, disclaimer no matter what, we unfortunately have seen 25 seasons of this damn show. We're on season 25 in reality, so we're gonna try our best to be objective based on what was going on, this being the first ever season, and them not having the knowledge of future seasons. 
So, you know, of course the gameplay this season isn't going to be as complex as what was going on in 25, 24, 23, because the game has so much precedence, so much shit has happened. So we're going to try to keep it based on what they know and what's going on in this season the best as we can um, and try to give these ratings, you know, fairly to them, to, to be fair to the players. You know, it's yeah. not fair to rate them on shit that happened in BB25. It's, it's going to um, be, a, I feel like, a lot of leniency on strategy because a lot of strategy is just not established. Um, yeah. But I think it's also going to be some leniency on social game. Like, Justin, I mean, we could just start with him. He's a good example. Like, I feel like this first week, he was set up pretty good socially. If he was not expelled mm-hmm. because of this situation in Krista, I don't think he would be targeted probably for a while. Now, mm-hmm. because of how he acted, I can see that being an issue later down the line. Like, at some point, we're just getting tired of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't see him stopping the way he was acting. But the fact that he wasn't an immediate turnoff is shocking to me. Because the way he was mm-hmm. acting throughout week one, I was like, oh, of course he's like a three or two or one. But, like, no, they clearly didn't really have an issue with it that there much at all. So for someone like Justin, it's it's really hard to to go, like, too, too low. Because I wouldn't say it's like a one. But I would honestly say he would end this week off. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to just say I'm going to just say three. Okay. Honestly, I I I feel Justin was was not evicted. He wasn't nominated. He was expelled. So, um, I kind of feel like for Justin, I will be a little higher on him. I'm gonna give Justin a five. I feel like, like you said, yeah, I was was gonna do that, but I was like, let me dock points a little bit just because, like, (sighs) the personality is crazy. I, I do feel like eventually he would have gotten targeted, which is why he's not above a five. But based on just this first week that he played, um, almost everyone liked him. Even Krista. She had a knife to her neck, but she was flirting with him. That's why she had the knife there. She was flirting with him. Like, I feel like uh, most people liked him. And one of the people who didn't was Kent. And Kent was probably going to target Chilltown, all three members of Chilltown, before he targeted Justin. And you know, I like Kent. Kent. And Kent targeting you, it means nothing. So I think Justin was in a pretty good spot, unfortunately. Um, but he went home. So who cares? Got expect. So yeah, it's given a five. Cheryl, for me, it's kind of similar to Justin. Cheryl was really well liked. She went home next to Nicole, who I would argue is probably the best player in the season. And like I was saying earlier in the podcast, if Cheryl was nominated against a worst player, where there is a lot of in this class, Autumn or Kent or one of Chilltown, someone who was more hated, she probably would have just stayed by just being nice and just being social. Um, what Cheryl didn't do was campaign. She didn't campaign at all. She didn't really try to convince people to keep her, but I'm assuming she just assumed they would because she is well And that's why you don't assume. And you don't uh, do not assume, and that's the issue. But um, this is the first ever week of the first ever season of Big Brother, so I'll give her some leeway on that. I'll, I'll give her some leeway on that too. She wasn't the intended target. She did get votes to stay anyway. She was one vote from actually staying. If Krista did save her, she would have stayed anyways because it would have been tied. Um, and I feel like it, I mean there was not too much she could have done. It's not like she could have flipped everything around or something. I mean, um, the cold did. Nicole did, but that's the thing. That's mother. Um, <laughs> you'll see what score I get her. So, and I will say Cheryl got second in HOH. She could have been HOH this week. It's a lot of circumstance with her. 
So I'll give her a five as well. I feel like she did what she could do for the most part. First season ever. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. I think I'll just go with the four because I, I don't because at the end of the day, even with these earlier seasons, if you if you kind of know the end game, whether you're hip to what strategy is or not, the people who make it to the end are the ones who pick it up. And Cheryl really wasn't picking it up. And like I, I don't like that she didn't campaign. And I feel like, yeah, of course she would have camp. She well, we can assume that maybe she would have campaigned more if she watched more seasons to be watched. But there mm-hmm. are people in new age seasons that don't campaign when they're nominated at all. So, and I just feel like she didn't have much past everyone liking her because we didn't see many scenes of her trying to join a group, initiate a group. Like I just feel like you see what Nicole's doing. At least match that, you know. And then she kind of says herself that she's not shocked. She's not shocked that it happened. So that means you were slightly aware, and we still got nothing of you attempting to stay. So oh, okay. I just don't yes. think that, like, if there was something more to her game, maybe we would have saw it this week. And the fact that we didn't is like, well, I mean, even if she did stay, where was she actually going to go in this game? Yeah, I do feel like if she stayed, she would have made it to the end of the game. That's I don't game. know though because she is so well liked. Like the main reason why they want her to go home is because they kept saying she was so liked. If she doesn't have anything she's bringing to her game, and it yeah. is just oh we all like Cheryl, I think at some point she probably just went. I mean, look at the final two of the season. Like if you know it, you know it. <laughs> like it wasn't nobody. Clock liked. it. Clock it. Um, oh, that's Cheryl. How you feeling about Daddy Will? Oh, we can do Daddy Will. Daddy, or, Daddy no, Will. you know what? Let's do Will for last. Okay, Poppy. Let's do Autumn. Uh, now, <laughs> everyone hates a pretty girl. Poor Autumn. They calling her needy. They calling her childish. They saying she coming on too strong. And it, it really is. It seems like it's everyone. I, I feel like at the end of the day, if it wasn't Shieldtown being this kind of like large entity that they have to deal with, Autumn probably would be the likely go-to target. Um, after this first week, you would assume she wouldn't get touched because of Chilltown, but we'll see how that goes. But even in general, when it comes to this first week, socially, she's just not that. She's just not doing good at all. Like, no one genuinely likes her. No one genuinely has a real relationship with her. And I don't know how aware of that she is, really. I think that she, it seems like that she doesn't, she isn't aware that people feel this type of way about her. And if you're not aware, you're not going to be able to switch it up to like get people on your side for this mm. first week. I'm going to have to go with a three. Oof. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. She really is not that well liked. I do feel like she has some connections, like the Bunky and Nicole thing when Nicole was... First of all, Bunky told her first that he was gay, and then Nicole approached Bunky and her. So it seems like her and Bunky are really close, and maybe Nicole is too. And those are kind of the only people who haven't talked badly about her, but that's the issue. Everybody else has talked pretty negatively about her. Hardy has. Shannon Will, Shannon argued with her this week. Will and them don't like her. And it doesn't seem like Krista or Monica care for her that much, or Kent. It only seems like, if anyone, just Bunky, and maybe Nicole wouldn't like target her. But um, I think the chill town thing really, really buffers her because she's on the side of the majority. Everyone's working together, and then chill town is 
probably going to be targeted next next week, pretending I don't know what happened. Um, I would assume <laughs> just be nominated. Um, and it's very, very likely Chilltown is nominated. It's only probably one scenario in this house that Autumn goes home next week. And that scenario did happen. But I do feel like it, that's the only time that Autumn would have went home. And that's why I'm kind of like conflicted because it's like, I don't think she's- in But like, even if she makes it past that week, how far is she gonna go past that? That's what I'm saying. Like, I just think there was always- and I, and I will say, I do feel like if she made it past that week, she could have went, um, well, probably past all the Chilltown, which is already top seven. So because it's such a small cast and somebody was expelled, it's like, Honestly, she probably could have made it a little bit deeper if she just made it past this one week, especially because she wouldn't have been a threat. She's not threatening. Same reason Cheryl, like you kind of said, Cheryl probably wouldn't have made it to the end. I kind of feel that way because, but Autumn probably would have because she wasn't that like, all the not like people made it to the end after this first little hump of uh, hump around. Yeah, but so they were smart, not like They people. were smart, and that's the issue. But um, but also, I just feel like Autumn's not... um target even like we know she goes home but from what we know i wouldn't assume anyone would target her ever um and i feel like that's because she's kind of weak and she's not that smart but um i'm just gonna give her 3.5 anyways that's what i was gonna give her but i just feel like i just wouldn't assume she would go home so immediately yeah and i feel like maybe like maybe i'm definitely using outside sources for this but like i just know like early bb not being liked is enough. <laughs> it really is. And that kind of is what gets her sent home when she does go home. It's because she yeah. just simply isn't liked. Because even the person yeah. she's next to, she could have stayed next to. She doesn't because she's not liked. Yeah. That's the issue. Um, Bunky. I don't know. I think I kind of like Bunky's position. It, even though Bunky is kind of like, in a way, um, this whole first week has kind of been him like having sympathy towards him. It's in a way also a good strategy when people feel like they want to protect you. People kind of like you more. We saw him have a good conversation with Monica. Him and Autumn had a great conversation. Him and Nicole have good good conversations. Him and Kent had a great conversation. And it's yeah. kind of because of this, you know, situation he was put in. Um, even him and Mike had a conversation. And I feel like all of these like one-on-ones he's had with so many people because of what was going on with him being gay has kind of caused people to feel a little bit of protection for him, I feel. Mm-hmm. Like Mike said it, he wants to protect him. Monica said if anyone got a problem. Autumn said if anybody got a problem. Kent said, I respect you. It's like he's garnered respect just from that situation. So I feel like he's in a good position. He seems someone who's actually ingratiated in this like other people's side mm-hmm. um, as well. Like when it's talking about this narrative of hating Will, him, Kent, and Nicole are kind of the main ones saying it. And I feel like him and Nicole are kind of in more of the better positions relationship-wise within that group. So I kind of like where he's sitting. I just and he's not he's not not strategic. He attempted, he told the girls that the boys were linking up. He's helped push the anti-will agenda. Um, so he's not not strategic either. So I like that too. I'm funky where he's at. It's early on though. So right now I'll give him a six. Um, and we'll see what we're doing. Yeah, I feel like I agree with the six for the same reasons. I feel like if we could like rank the 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 real people group, which is basically everyone outside Chilltown, I do feel like he is 
a little bit more protected. Because I'm also thinking of like just proximity to Nicole, who I feel like Nicole is definitely the leader of this group, which we'll get more into this next week because, spoiler alert, you know, Will runs right to the leader to try and plead his case. Because <laughs> he knows. And from what we kind of can glean, I feel like, of course, Hardy is a good duo for her. But Bunky is, you know, when important conversations are happening and they're talking about our crew, it's mainly Bunky, Hardy, and Nicole kind of in a lot of those conversations. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like he's not going to be touched probably for a while, I can see. But I agree with the six. How you feeling about Hardy? I think Hardy, I'm going to give a six as well. Um, with someone like Hardy, I mean, it's just very clear that this type of archetype has always ate up Big Brother. You know what I mean? He looks great. He got a nice smile. He got a nice body. He's chill. He's laid back. He can bond with the bros. The girls want him. You know, he can go anywhere he wants. And at the end of the day, I'm not going to judge him too hard because the strategic aspect isn't necessarily, you know, paramount in these earlier seasons because mm. like strategically i mean there's not much other than everyone just hates chill town right now um but just in general i feel like you know the, the outside of the box thinking of oh everyone hates nicole like hardy being the first one to like make a relationship with her i really like seeing that type of gameplay like he didn't just bro down with the guys you know he decided to join up with nicole you know work with funky i, I really like that he just went outside of kind of this um, stereotype that he could have just easily fit into, really, and he did mm -hmm. not do that. Um, I, I don't see him being touched for a while. Like, I like who is really gonna go after Hardy? Like, honestly, yeah. Hardy, benefits, Hardy. Hardy benefits from that. You find and you're a man. Um, archetype really, 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 really much. Like, I'm surprised he didn't even win this game because the way honestly. he and Drew and Cody recently. And, and and just any any attractive man who can win comps, it's like you really make it far. And he's basically just liked. No one dislikes him. Even like I was talking to Lee about the Autumn situation. Autumn still likes him, but in that conversation with Autumn, he was not being nice to her even in person. He wasn't nice in the diary room, but he also wasn't nice in person. She was talking to him. And he was like, "Sure, Autumn, okay." And like he was not actually having a conversation with him. He doesn't even like Chilltown, and they still like him. And it's like, that's just annoying a little bit. But I just feel like he um, he just benefits. He's just neutral and, and and easily liked and and all of that. So he got that benefit. But I don't think he's like necessarily strategically there. I feel like when people are talking, it's mostly Nicole and Bunky and Kent. And he's kind of like in the conversations because he's likable. But other than that, he's not really talking with them about it just yet. So I give him a 5.5. Oh. Um, I have a 5.5. Very likable, but he's just not in the strategy for me yet. I need him to get in it. He needs to make the strategy. You start. But what is the strategy other than we all? At least, but that's the thing. The reason I give Bunky a six is because he's actually met having strategic conversations mm -hmm. and he's leading them. Same with Nicole. I'm probably going to give her a high one. Hardy's just 0.5 below them because he's not talking about strategy. That's my issue. Okay. Uh, keep it cute. Keep it cute. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, next is Kent Kent is an interesting one Because I feel like Kent has been the most strategic But I also feel like he's Very not well liked um, Being strategic is always Going to help you a little bit But he's just not liked at all um, But because he's in the conversations I feel like he's a little bit 
more ingratiated than like an autumn um, with the Bunky Nicole side because he's just such a big part in making sure this happened. He was trying to help convince Monica to flip to save Nicole. He's literally like advocating for Nicole and campaigning. He was yeah. one of the first people to be on board with it. So I think that set him up better with this side of the house than a lot of other people. Honestly, Monica didn't even vote with them. And they're probably still going to be targeting Chilltown. And that Chilltown buffer is always going to be helpful for, I feel like, everybody on this side of the house. But because Kent is not well-liked, and I feel like if Chilltown were to win an HOH, they might nom Nicole and Kent, and that would put him in a bad position. I could definitely see him getting nominated or going home if the wrong person wins HOH. So I don't like that at all. I just like that he's strategic. I think I'll also give him the three five as well. Yeah, definitely. It's like one of those situations where, like, because he has an active gameplay, it forces him into conversations. Like he was having one of the more, the, the first conversations with Mike Boogie. You know, Mike. Mm-hmm. I can see him being like, "Well, I'm not going to target Kent because he's already talked to me about this alliance that I don't necessarily want to be in." But he's assuming that we're we're kind of building. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's in those talks about going after Chilltown because he's one of the main ones who dislikes Chilltown, and he's open about that. But at the same time, it's like. What he specifically wants to do, like in the beginning, starting his guys' alliance, we saw that that really didn't stick at all with anyone. And I feel like if you're going to be an active player, it has to stick. And 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 right now, like it's not, but it's still working for him because I think they're using. Like if you're against Will and Chilltown, you're good with me. But that does not keep <laughs> him safe. I can easily mm-hmm. see him being used as a pawn, you know, yeah. um, moving forward, or just like someone that you could just take out easily like he's always going to be i think a target in that way because i feel like this he comes on a, he comes on really strong and he is kind yeah. of abrasive with his jesus all and i think that it's going to get annoying very quickly but when i'm judging like this first week i feel like it's about so so like i don't think it's, it's it's not anything that i felt like watching this week would affect him too too soon especially before showtown um so i'm gonna say it's a 4.5 I fuck with it. How you feeling about Krista? Mother Krista! I love Krista. I really do. <laughs> I love her so, so much. When I first watched the season, she like, I just stand the fuck out of her. I love literally anyone who uses the photo strategy, I kind of do love the player in this game. They're always so interesting. Because for some reason, people go on this game about lying and backstabbing, and they forget that they have to lie and backstab. I love a bitch that's going to be like, I don't like them. Do they know that? No. <laughs> and that is Krista. She played in Chilltown's face so much that they believe that she was their third vote. And because Monica isn't saying anything about it, they just continue to believe that. So she is sitting basically by the end of this week pretty between two sides of the house. And yeah. she's in a position to honestly, if she just doesn't win a competition, <laughs> you know, she won't make any enemies to get people pissed off at her. So I really, I really do like her position after this first week because it just shows that, like I said, I feel like it's the building blocks of that kind of floater strategy, you know? And like I feel like mm-hmm. this is like the social maneuvering that, you know, could potentially get you a win, for real. Yeah. Like, like basically just, literally just pretending. Like, yeah. acting like you like these people when you really don't like them like that. Like she said mm-hmm. this week that she would target your time if she won HOH. But even if she were to win and not do it, it's like She's in a position where 
she's one of the only people who could actually do that because they actually like Krista. Like someone mm-hmm. else outside of Chilltown not targeting them wouldn't even make any sense because Chilltown really doesn't like anyone in the goddamn house. Everyone is free game to them. So yeah. the fact that she is basically ingratiated on both sides, I really, really enjoy that about her first week strategy. I'm going to say... I'm trying to think what I'm trying to give my sister Nicole. I'm going to go 6.5. I'm going to go 6.5. Ooh, interesting. You can be gagged. I um I really do like Krista's strategy. I, what I like especially about it is that she made it up. She created it. There has not been any Big Brother season ever. Um, <laughs> and, and she decided, she came in and she decided, oh, there's two different groups. I'm just going to pretend to like both of them on purpose. And I'm going to purposely make both of them think I'm voting with her. We weren't sure what they were telling Mike and Will about the vote. But we know now Krista clearly told them she was saving um, Cheryl. And she did not do it. And they didn't catch her ass. Um, So, but we know that she's lying to them. She's purposely lying to Chilltown, making them think that she's with them. She's purposely lying to the other side, making the other group think that she's with them. And that's, in my opinion, that's like next level. For you to be in Big Brother for one week and create and decide to do that just off a rip out of your booty hole and actually (laughs) execute it pretty good so far, it's like, that's honestly fucking amazing to me. And I really like Krista's game. I think she's super, super smart. Like, even the fact that she had a diary room and said, Will thinks I like him and I don't. She's so aware. She's she socially aware. She's aware of her oh, position and other people's. And it's crazy because Will and Mike really liked her to the point where they would not even assume she would be one who wouldn't vote with them. So it's like, not only is she faking, she's faking good as fuck because Mother. both sides really, really like her. When you're talking about Nicole and them group, they don't Krista is right there in there with the group. They always are listing her when they're listing the people. And it's weird because they know how much Krista hangs with Chilltown and they still are including her in this other group. Like to me, that's my Ooh, what you gonna give her? Because I'm with my score up. Whatever you give a change mind to it. Honestly, I'm giving her 7.5. Um I am okay. I, I changed really mine to a seven. <laughs> I really do think I, really I wasn't that high. This is a phenomenal strategy for it to be the first week of Big Brother ever. The fact that she made this up, like, this is insane. She's the origin of the, she's the or, original floater. She really is, and that's another. Sorry, hoes. Hey, she's it, girl. Mike Boogie. Now, he had a weird week because at the beginning of the week, I felt good about Mike. He was voted as the HOH because of his social game. It seemed like socially he was well-liked for the most part. And when Chilltown started being hated, it was clear that Will was the one who was most hated, then Shannon, and then him by association. So it shows that his social game is good. And I think something Mike has all three of his seasons is his social game. Hold on. Disclaimer. I know Mike is, this is Mike as a player, because some bitches don't understand. Mike as a human, he can leave, he can leave that over there. I'm talking about Mike the player right now. Separate the two. Terrible person. Anyways, I feel like he showed in all three of his seasons that he is good socially. And I feel like this season it shows like well, I think people 14 was questionable. I think people do like it. Not 14. 14 was weird. He was acting weird. But um even there, like I feel like before he actually got in the game, he was being like kind of normal. It was no. No, I just watched it recently. He was being not weird. even that. He was being a weirdo from the beginning. Why was he being so weird that season? I don't know. 
But anyways, these I mean, two seasons, years later, he got sued by his best friend. So oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> he was going broke. There was a lot going on with him. Crazy. But in BB7 and in BB2, he was very social. And that was like his main thing. And I think here it shows. And I like that. But strategy is not there. It's clear that he doesn't have anything else in his mind. And even like socially, although he could be good, he's grouped with this group of people. And he's He's isolating himself with these people. He won HOH, he nominated two people, and then didn't talk to nobody else the rest of the week. He just talked to Will and Shannon, hung out with Will and Shannon, and Will and Shannon have this aura to them that is better than. They've been irritating the house together, him and them. They've been annoying people all week. Um, and, and they haven't been, he hasn't been aware at all that Nicole, well, he claims he felt like some of the votes were flipping. He didn't do anything about it. It just, it was very sloppy, very terrible HOH week two. You targeted, you targeted somebody. They didn't go home. And that's why I just feel like I, I have to separate the idea of like, he's such a bad HOH because it's the first ever HOH. Like it comes down to self-awareness. Yeah, it really does. And does. as a person, as a human being, you should have self-awareness to pick up on social cues, to understand when people feel a type of way. And it just wasn't there. It just wasn't there. And that's the issue. So um, this week, it, it's just, it started off good and it got terrible. I'm going to have to get in. Now, Chill Town is going to be targeted. I will say a lot of people said they wanted to target Will and Shannon before him. Mm -hmm. um, but that's only one round, maybe, Dave. So that's not that good either. Um, ooh. I don't feel good at all. I'm going to have to give him a 2.5. Yeah. Honestly. I'm gonna go with the three. I feel like the only the only positive thing I agree with everything you said. I feel like the only positive thing is that the fact that people are mentioning Shannon and Will above him. That could potentially give him time if he if he if he's able to stay longer than them two. I think it would give someone like Boogie chances to reingratiate himself because he's not threatening. And I think if Will and Shannon were not there, he wouldn't be a threat at all. Like yeah. even if he did everything the same this week without the connection to Will and Shannon then he could still be good. But it's the fact that he got in that bed with them and then he didn't open his eyes at all to what was happening around him. And I yeah. can't... I, first, HOH, ever, or not, I can't... Mm -mm, no, that was just terrible. Um, Monica, how you feel about Monica? Monica, there wasn't much from Monica at all, not in the episodes, anything. So, I mean, like I said, I think what I can glean from it is that She's clearly set up socially good. I feel like a lot of the general conversations that she is included in, um, if this was a little bit like in the BB, in the new era BB, mid-school BB, I'd be like, okay, Monica, you voted with them. Tell them so that you are, you know, out, you know, something mm -hmm. like that. But, I mean, that is really just, I feel like, really, like that's Big Brother, like, 10 seasons in the future, you know? So I'm not really upset about it at all. I just feel like, I wish we got more, but I don't know if that is just the edit or what. Um, so I have to go with the five with Monica because we just really don't have much information. But I don't believe she's in a bad position at all. She's clearly a part of the the um, real people group. And Chilltown, I mean, they don't talk about negatively about her. Like, I feel like she's the type of player where it's like, like, no side is going to want to touch her because she's kind of just socially set up like well. Like it's almost like I feel like um, in Aza, BB23, you could use Mimi as an example a little bit where it's like she's not necessarily in the core 
but they like her. So why would we not name Monica? Like Monica's yeah. the OG. Monica really is the OG. Like, girl, I don't gotta do shit. <laughs> and they love mm -hmm. me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like Monica, I don't think she's in a bad position, but I don't I don't think she's in a great position. Like, I think a five is a perfect score for her. I'm gonna give her the five too. Because she's she's um associated with a lot of the people who are on the on the side that's against Chilltown, but she didn't vote with them. And it doesn't seem like she has those deep one-on-one -on -one connections like Nicole and Hardy have one. Bunky and Autumn and Bunky and Nicole and even Kent had conversations with them. And with Monica, she's kind of there, but it doesn't yeah, seem like that. It doesn't seem like that one-on-one -on -one, how the rest of them kind of have. And that's what makes me feel like a little bit less confident about her like being ingratiated with this majority alliance. Um, and then she voted with the other other side of the house, which I don't know who knows that, but she did. So it's like, ooh, you're not even like really, you're really not with them like that, like that, like that. But I don't think they'll ever target her. And I don't see her being targeted um, for a while, honestly. She doesn't get on anybody's nerves from what we see. And she doesn't seem like a threat. And that's, that's a great. Good, I think that's great. That's good enough. We're in like these that. early seasons, that's all you need, really. Like, that's really all you need. You can win the game like that. So um, I do feel good about her, but it's just, she doesn't have any deep connections for me. And that's always scary. Because all she really got is Krista. We see the Krista relationship start to form this first week, which I love them together. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And I think next week, like, from the glimpses we saw, I'm, I'm excited for her next week. But we're going to leave it. We're going to leave it there. Um, Nicole. Ooh, Nicole. Now, now, go ahead and praise your mama. So this is the issue. Is she started off bad, opposite of Mike. Nicole and Mike are opposites because Nicole started off, everybody hated her. Nobody fucked with her. She was being annoying. Nobody really vibed with her. She was getting shut out. She got nominated. It was a lot of negative. And then she basically flipped that shit around. And she was like, you know what? I can't, I'm not good in these group settings. Let me do one-on-ones. She had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Hardy. He started liking her. Clearly she had one-on-ones with Bunky and Autumn. They really liked her a lot too. So now it's to the point where after her campaign, um, she's gotten more liked by damn near everybody in the house except Chilltown, who she, through her campaign, has pushed the entire house to be against. So not only was she nominated by these niggas, she flipped the vote from her being the target to the other person going home, and she flipped the entire house against the like. against, against the people who put her up. And she created a group with her at the center. She's at the center of this group. She has the closest relationship with Bunky and Autumn, and she has the closest relationship with Artie, clearly. And she, and that's basically the group. That's basically the group I of mean, people. I mean, like, do you understand this? girl, like, I'm sorry. Like, like, one I'm, the, like, I'm just saying, like, the amount of people who praise Dr. Will, I would think he was in here doing this. Now I'm sure it gets good because I know I know he's the winner, and of course they all hate him right now. So clearly it gets good. But the fact mm -hmm. that this is the first week ever, she's the mm -hmm. first ever HOH target, house target mm -hmm. seemingly. She mm -hmm. flips the entire house mm -hmm. on the alliance on the most liked person, and then she creates the not creates, but she's the head of. Well, she could create it. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. She's the head of the opposing alliance. Mm -hmm. It's like that's so know, much to like, do. So, so much to do. Mind you, she I did it with it. no president, with, with no season prior to this at all. She just did. She campaigned out of out of her ass. Like she created campaigning. Technically, she created this shit. She was the first to ever do it. She created flipping the house. She created making majority alliances. 
This is Nicole. This is my daughter. She created Big Brother. So because of that, I have no choice. And this is gonna sound crazy as fuck, but I genuinely think this no, this is what I will say. I genuinely think this is one of the most impressive weeks of Big Brother I have watched. We've watched BB24 and 25 on this podcast. Um, I've seen seen so many weeks of Big Brother, and this has genuinely been the most I have been impressed. I have not been impressed. And why it is, is because where she came from. It came from, she is the house target. She's the abrasive and loud girl that nobody likes, that no one's going to connect with. She's nominated by the first ever HOH who was socially put into the position, and she's told by the first HOH, I'm putting you up because the house doesn't like you and you're going to go home. And I put you up next to Cheryl because everyone likes her and you basically have no chance. And she said, oh. Lee. And you know what I just thought of? What? I just imagined if someone in Big Brother 25 or 24 did this, how extremely lit the entire fandom would be. Do you know how crazy the fan? If it was week one, and it's like Taylor Hell. If instead of Taylor Hell just staying that week, if Taylor Hell had flipped the house against Paloma and Pose Pack and created a whole nother alliance, and she was now the part of this alliance, girl if that happened, do you know how many people would call her the best player in Big Brother history? Because she is. And that is exactly why, mind you, Nicole did this. Guess what week of Big Brother this is? What? First ever. The this is the first, first ever. ever. So I have no choice but to give her a 10. A blazing Ooh. 10. I have no choice. Lee, if this would have happened in 25, the bitches would be screaming. I have but, no choice. And honestly, off of rip. Because we, we kind of already know most of her storyline up until time, too. So it's like I have no she, choice. Sa- she really stays that girl, but I'm not going to take that into account. Counting this week, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I I never give a girl a 10. I you don't never, never give a girl a 10. 10. You don't never but give a girl a 10. I will give the her, highest score that I've ever 10. given. So. I, I will give her the highest score I've ever given. Okay. And it's going to be a 9. I love that. I love that. I don't think I've ever really given anyone else a 9. Maybe Tiffany. This is genuinely, like, very rarely, this is genuinely the best week of Big Brother I've ever seen. Like, the most impressive. And I, 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 like, didn't even think of it until I said it, but it's true. I haven't seen a more a more impressive week of Big Brother. What did they say? Boyd very, says, very few players have men- managed to survive being the house pariah in week one and make it to final two. The only person I can think of has ever done might be Taylor. Literally. And we're going to pretend we don't know she made final two. But even just surviving the first vote as the target is insanely impressive. Yeah. To be the target of the first week of a, of a season and not go home, that in itself is impressive because it's so hard to not go home if you're the first target. No one even can, no one even knows you yet. Like for you to flip them votes, <laughs> like that's, that's my mama. So Nicole is definitely my mama. She's getting that ten. I'm sorry. How you feeling about Shannon? Flop ass. Oh. <laughs> And Shannon, I think what separates Shannon from the counterparts of Will and Mike is that Shannon is at this point going down actively with her ship, which I feel like Shannon was in a position where she didn't necessarily have to do that. And like she's actively doing that in the way of, oh, you don't like us? Well, now now we're about to start arguing and now we're about to start getting into like she's doing things, I feel like, to make Mm -hmm. to people like people didn't dislike her. But if she starts to make people not like her about what she's actively doing, which is so weird. Like, girl, just because you will with him, you gotta be hated with him. 
Um, and then just, you know, I mean, similar to like Mike, she really has no self-awareness of that. And I mean, other than being in a showman with my man, um, she really didn't show anything outside. Like there's no social. I mean, there's barely any strategy in these seasons and I'm not seeing any strategy. So mm-hmm. for the call, I'm going to give it two. Play five. I mean, Shannon. For Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly, Shannon, I immediately said she reminded me of Angela Rummins from BB20. Because, because she kind of like is not good socially at all. She doesn't care to talk to people who she's not friends with. And she'll actually argue with them. That's the answer didn't talk to them. Shannon gonna argue with them. Yeah, Shannon's also gonna argue with them, which is even worse. And I feel like with Shannon, she said, I don't vibe with girls, and we see she didn't talk to none of the women ever. Mm-hmm. And the only boy she actually vibed with was Will. Um, and Mike and a little bit Justin. Justin is expelled, so the only person, the only people she talks to as a human is Will and Mike. That's it. She doesn't talk to anybody else. She doesn't vibe with anybody else. She argues with some of them, and she doesn't even care to get to know them. She's not playing the game in any way, I feel. She's just sitting there being friends with Mike and Will, and that's it. That's not going to do anything for you. Even Mike and Will talk to other people. You're the only one who just talks to them. And it's like, I guess she thinks that's cute, but it's not. So I just feel like Shannon isn't playing good at all. If they get targeted, it seems like Will's going to be the first target and then Shannon will be the second one. But the way Shannon is actively like being meaner and meaner by the day, it seems, and the way she actively doesn't talk to any of them, I could see her going before any of them. Um, wink, wink. And the issue is, <laughs> the, the issue is, is that's just like, honestly, terrible game like whether because that's the thing we're trying to consider oh you've never seen it doesn't matter you're just a terrible person and also a game player like it's, just, it's getting really really bad so because of that i'm gonna have to give her the 1.5 honestly you made no connections yeah because like well will and mike it's like they're disliked but they're still going out and talking to people and, and could form those relationships i feel like shannon doesn't have mm-hmm. that in her like she's not gonna go do that I, she doesn't even care to talk to nobody else it's weird um, girl, last but maybe least, girl, he not least. Will, Definitely how you feel? Will, I mean, this first week is really bad for him. Like, he is the most hated out of Chilltown. When everyone is speaking about who they want to go after, it's Will. He's the doctor. He's he's um narcissistic. He's selfish. All of these things is being hurled at him. Once again, I don't get how he gets to the end of this game at all, but he fucking does it, you know? And I can't wait till we get to, like, how he does it, because I'm pretty sure it's going to be, like, Nicole levels of iconic. But mm-hmm. at this moment, he is the most hated person in the house, and I can't see any reason after watching week one why he would not go home unless he or Shannon wins the HOH. And yeah. that's terrible for Will. I mean, I hate to say it, but this first week, I got to give him a two. Mm-hmm. I have to rate Will the lowest rated player of this week because, I mean, there was no awareness in how he became disliked. The things he was doing, he thought it was funny and entertainment, and it just further pissed people off. He made an enemy out of Nicole, who we just rated as the best player of the week, probably the best player of the season so far after one week, and she is trashing his name throughout the mud. Like, at this moment, I can't see how anyone turns around and works with this man. But I agree. We know what happens. I agree one. He's played terrible. He's made he's literally made people dislike him. They didn't dislike him. Naturally, people disliked Autumn and Nicole and Kent. He had to make people dislike him. 
They didn't dislike him at first. They were cool with him. He was running people. He was literally, he was actually being Geppetto at first because everyone was fucking with him. And then he made them start hating him the way he was acting, the way he kind of went, went away with Chilltown and kind of felt above them. And then he made it obvious he was trying to run them and they were clocking and Nicole had a diary and she was like, well, everybody knows you're trying to just run them. It's weird. Like, how are you getting clocked? Um, and now mother, 10 out of 10, Nicole is after you. You're not escaping, bitch. In my mind, Will's going home next. I'm giving Will a one. He didn't, play anything right. he didn't do anything right. No, okay. No, this is old school BB. It's a one now. God gave him a two. This is old school BB. I don't think he did anything right. You made everybody hate you, and that was it. Didn't know you what. Didn't know you didn't have the votes. It's just yeah, terrible. Everyone, I think everyone is talking. If anyone wins HOH, in my mind, other than Shannon or him, he is going. Well, they said it. Even the person that wins it, it said, said it. it. The so person it's like, who it's, won the HOH this next week said they would. So, so it's enough for me. It's enough for me. Um, bitch, this is it. Let me put them in order. Oh now, my y'all, god! Y'all. Our first ranking. I didn't know. This is so cute. This is honestly so cute. Look at us. <laughs> y'all see how I gave uh, mother a ten, and I was saying how Cheryl had to be low because I mean Cheryl had to be higher because she was up against mother. Let me bring her down a little bit. We'll give her a 4.5. But that's why I gave her a 5, because I was like, that's the mother. You were never going. You were never staying against Nicole. You were never staying against Nicole. Against but let me calm down. Um, boom. I mean, this it's giving it. accurate. Actually, it's giving very accurate. We eat it's this giving, every time. I hate to say it. We eat this every it's time. It's giving so accurate. Chilltown is at the bottom. Like, of maybe I switch Bunky with Hardy. But. I wouldn't. I wouldn't switch Bunky with Hardy. Not week one. That's really it. And I'm pretty sure Hardy, that's the thing. These ne- literally by week two, I'm pretty sure Hardy will be above Funky, Hockey. Um, I think it's definitely going to grow to be very, very accurate. This is really good. It's crazy because Nicole was the target, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> the whole nominee, bitch. Right. It don't matter. When you're that girl, you're that girl. But this is definitely with this is nasty. The fact that women are at the top, two women are at the top. On, oh, oh, on we have to say it for the for the audio listeners. So, the top is Nicole, and then we have Krista. Next is Bunky, then Hardy, Monica, Kent, Autumn, and then Chilton at the bottom. Girl, Mike Shannon, and Will. Will is after week one. Will is dead last. Will is dead last after the first week of Big Brother Two, y'all. So who y'all think wins? Probably gonna even be amazing when he wins. Not, not the final. The final two is first and dead last. <laughs> we love polarizing oh, characters. Either they're great or they're terrible. Either they at the bot look. Either at the top of the game or the bottom of the house. There's no in between. <laughs> Child, if you've seen this, if you know, if you've seen the uh, week one or even not, tell us how you're feeling about our ratings, about our um, player ratings, how we how we rated players or whatever. Rate the players yourself. Put it in the comments. I don't know what to tell you. Get into it, though. Thank you. Damn, that was cute as fuck. Thank you. Y'all, that was week one of Big Brother. Two. Now, this one's a little bit longer because it was week one. I suppose it's going to get shorter as we go along. I suppose it's as as much, too. 
And by suppose, I mean hope. Oh, this was also four episodes. This was four yeah. episodes. This is the only week that's four episodes. From now on, it'll only be three episodes. If you want to watch along, I put in the um, description the link to our community. You can join the community, or you could just watch it without joining the community on YouTube or on Paramount+. Plus. We'll be doing a, a week um, per podcast. So today we did week one, and then on Thursday, we'll do week two. Next week on Tuesday, we'll do week three. And then after that, we'll do week four on Thursday, so on and so forth. So if you want to get with it, just watch the episodes. It's like three episodes per week before we record. And then you can be up to par or whatever. Or if not, just watch us and we'll tell you what the fuck is going on and we'll rate the motherfucking players or whatever. But um, thank you so much for joining. Um, make sure you keep uh, you follow us everywhere at T Reality Kingdom. And thanks for keeping it real with the kingdom, bitch. We out. Wow. Period. Mm-hmm.